Security in this office park is a joke. Last year, I came to work with my spud gun in a duffel bag. I sat at my desk all day with a rifle that shoots potatoes at 60 pounds per square inch. Can you imagine if I was deranged? episode five we're still here richard fire and a hole fire and a hole Woo. so uh yeah episode five man how, does it, tough. how does it feel it doesn't feel real <laughs> it's like another life it is <laughs> <laughs> you know we're laughing now but uh you know uh, you know god's willing if this thing ever uh, goes anywhere you know and uh becomes some sort of mainstay um I feel like I, I could look forward to laughing about the fact that we were like, oh, look at it. We were making jokes at episode five. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I've been listening. Actually, of course I know because you told me and that's why I did it. But I started listening to other podcasts too, more, more so than before. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noticed was immediately like, you know, like, okay, this is 718. And I'm like, 718? Jesus. 718 episodes. Seriously. Uh, like season five, episode twelve. <laughs> season five, yeah, they have seasons now. Oh no, some people do it. Are they doing ways. that? Yeah, yeah. But it's certainly interesting to to hear what's out there, right? Yeah. Uh, the ver- the absolute variety of of shows. I mean, podcasting is even cooler than I thought it was. It is really cool, but the the ease of entry also makes a lot of uncool podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I noticed too about going through the list. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of uncomfortable podcasts. Yeah. So before we, we, we actually, I want to, let's get into that right away. But yeah. uh, so this is Jason once again. We got Richard here, of course. Hello. And uh, today we have another special guest. Uh, he's come to hang out with us. Uh, another old friend of mine. So there might be a pattern developing here. <laughs> You're going to run out of them soon. Yes, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to run out of friends uh, sooner or later. But uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Eric Jean. Uh, so, uh, also known as, a.k.a. Yeah, I will be known as Gene from this point forward. A.k.a. Gene, <laughs> a.k.a. Ericles, uh, uh, a.k.a. Aquaman. That's as, true, Aquaman. Yes, Aquaman is a nickname that you legitimately have that I'm very jealous of. But if... Uh, <laughs> you gave it to me. I, did I? I think so. I think I do that. <laughs> you do I, give people nicknames. I don't realize. Yeah, like uh, our friend Richard, uh, Bab, right? <laughs> Who uh, will be on the show at some point. And I think I have like 12 different <laughs> nicknames. I think it's because I've always wanted a legit nickname and it's never organically developed. Yeah. I think... Uh, Call me Ace. Ace, yeah. <laughs> but I got shit like, oh, Gizmo. Like that you called me Gizmo at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Some dark... Beats dark Cornflake. Cornflake? I was called Cornflake in high school. Cornflake, okay. Uh, when I was playing volleyball. Someone on my volleyball team came up with it at some point and... They're like, your hair is awful. It looks like a big hairy cornflake. And then they decided that that was my nickname. That's all it takes, doesn't it? That's all it takes. Give, give 15-year-olds five minutes and one look at you and yeah. like you're dead. Yeah. Like like 15-year-olds or 10-year-olds or whatever, like they will make fun of you. Your name is Eric Jean, like Eric Jean, right? That is a, a straight-laced, like captain of the ship name, right? Like it, 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 there's no way in there, really. You have to go to work there to yeah. make fun of it. 
Yeah, take my name's not Mike Condon, for instance. Like right. Montreal's new backup goal. Mike Condon? Is that Condon. Condon. But in French, Condon. Condon, which of course is, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have a name like that. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're going to have a stupid name, you may as well become rich and powerful or like a, a star <laughs> athlete. <laughs> like uh, Fired Hole. Uh, like, what's his name? Kaka, the soccer player. Yeah. Kaka. His name is Kaka. His name is Kaka, and you can't say Kaka because it's Kaka. Like one and like a uh, bird noise. Yeah. Kaka. Kaka. But uh, he's not to be. He's not to be fucked with. He's like a. He's a. I don't know. I think he still plays, but he's he's an all star. Like front cover of the video game type player level mm-hmm. player, and I have suspect that it's because of his awful name. He's just like I have to make something of myself. Absolutely. He, he was just tortured as a child. And yeah. It hardened him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now he can do anything. Right? <laughs> I mean, and you hear these stories about uh, the government in Quebec, I think specifically, having to step in to uh, stop dumbass parents from giving their kids, like, ridiculous names, like pubert and spatula. And <laughs> There's, like, no. Pubert. No. <laughs> pubert. It's just bad in every language, isn't it? Right? Like, it's just... So it's illegal to name your your kid yeah. Hubert. I I, I, I always uh, the list must be public. I know there's a list. Yeah. They made a list. There's some names on the list. You're not allowed to give your kid. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. at some point, I have to go well, check out that list. This being this cornflake, no cornflake, no, cornflake. cornflake. No. No. I wonder, it's bilingual, sort of, right? It's the cornflake. Eh? Well, people here be like, I'm going to be cornflake, right? It might pass the. So being this, this being a, a, a former, I mean. Uh, at base, Quebec being a, a Catholic stronghold at some point, right? I'm guessing they probably put the brakes on all the people desperately trying to give their kids variations on Satan and Belial and and other satanic names, you know, just out of... Uh, My nephew's called Damien. I guess that's probably about as close as... My nephew is almost named Damien. Oh, yeah? Like this close. Yeah. I've always wondered about... Is that... Is that... Is that Damien? Damien? Is that... Yeah, is that yeah. That's a straight up... Devil name, right? That's that's one of the names of the devil. No, no, it's just that uh, was it Exorcist or there was a movie. I think it's Exorcist. Oh no, The Omen. The Omen. Yeah, where they keep referring to the guy being possessed as Damien. But it's not like in the books or the book. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, a lot of horrible podcasts out there. You're saying? So. uh, Well, not not horrible. I mean, there are definitely some horrible ones. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's it's tough I like trying to go through and find some some good stuff you def it's like bargain shopping you know you right. gotta dig through that bin of uh-huh. discount VHS tapes <laughs> <laughs> find that that gem at 99 cents. for those born after 1995 <laughs> VHS was a prime technology in its time <laughs> it was the really the top actually it wasn't right beta max was apparently superior and um, Quality-wise? Yeah, apparently Betamax was the contender and was the... Um, uh, I mean, this is even a little bit before my yeah, time. Yeah, that was before my time. Too. But the point is, Betamax was apparently a superior technology. Um, but as often happens, uh, the adult industry essentially sided with VHS. Ah. Uh, because it cost less to produce, the, the actual cassettes. Huh. And uh, just like the internet, <laughs> the adult <laughs> industry decided which way media goes, right? Yeah. Isn't that similar to what happened with the whole HD Blu-ray thing? I there think was a so. similar kind of 
Was it? Yeah, I mean, like, let's be fair. Who get who who probably moved more units than any yeah. anyone? Right. I just does anybody know if they ever made laser disc porn? They have, of course. Just, I'm you know. sure they did. They made porn everything. Dude, yeah. there was probably porn clay tablets, right? And porn wall mm-hmm. like paintings in caverns, like, <laughs> right? They're hard to tell because everyone was naked back then, so like you're not sure which one was the was the risky, like the risque one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a very interesting dynamic that we've had with uh, with pornography. Yeah, you know, online so. stuff too. All this lightweight video stuff that we enjoy every day with YouTube and yeah. Vimeo and all that stuff. That was all invented by porn. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually met one of the pioneers of internet porn uh, at a wrestling show years ago, uh, because they the this company called Wild Rose were the uh, were bankrolling this like extreme wrestling federation thing, which was really big in the nineties and uh, early early two thousands. Okay, uh, they were the money behind the IWS, this uh, old federation, and uh, so the owner was this woman, Carol Cox. Which, you know, it's not like it's exactly what you think. It's a former porn star. And, uh, you know, you can make all the jokes you want You want about her being kind of like... But she's got an empire. She's yeah. got an empire. She was one of the first women, or actually people, period, selling uh, that whole membership uh, business model, which is now like a given with all yeah. pornography sites. Well, it's no different than brothel madams and stuff, right? Yeah. Like it, these would become incredibly powerful women, super well connected. Right. They knew everyone in town. They knew everyone in town's secrets. Yeah. Because, um, of course, who are the freakiest people coming to you when you run uh, yeah. establishing ill repute <laughs> is the all-powerful, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking to get uh, their crazy vices serviced, as we've seen with uh, also uh, Ashley Madison uh, in that whole debacle, right? That actually ended up helping them out. Uh, Ashton Ashton Madison. Madison. Yeah, I think they're doing better than ever. Really? Yeah, because yeah. it's whole, free advertising. Because a whole bunch true. of people were like, "Oh my God, what? They're I never heard of this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear, Ashley Madison is a service that allows you to uh, to, to cheat. Are yeah. you, not only allows, I think it that, that's literally that, that's slogan. legit. The the platform of it is that they're supposed to be discreet extramarital relationships. So it's you like, go it's like out, plenty of fish style. Yeah. So you're married, you're supposedly happily married, and you decide that you want a little something on the side. You go on Ashley Madison, you create a profile, uh-huh. and you hook up with someone who presumably is looking for the same thing. Right. And you have your fling. And you know a lot about this. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I had, to, I had to take it. I had to take it. It was there. If, if Richard well, had explained it, I would have been on If they checked the list, I don't know how far back the list goes. When I first heard of this, when did they come out? Like 10, 15 years ago? Ashley? Yeah, I don't know. But I remember I remember signing up just to see. Really? So they might have an old email address of awesome. mine on that. On that oh, list. Breaking news. You're yeah, part of the hack. But I, but <laughs> I, I, just, I was curious. I was just like, all right, what does this look like? And I was like, all right, after like 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, well, huh. I have no interest in this, but... Well, there were, there were, I think... Two and you weren't married, were you? <coughs> no. 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 I don't <laughs> to think be clear, he was not married. Um... <laughs> The uh, I I, th- I think I remember reading that the Ashley Madison thing was um, a, sort of a huge fiasco, but on two levels. So first of all was the attack itself, which uh, came pretty shortly after the Sony hack, right? Which uh, was a tremendous, tremendous uh, situation that you know we could go on about it. Just to, just in itself, it's a very interesting. Sony hack was thing. like five years ago or something. Uh, maybe two. 
Yeah, you're talking about the one where the movie was leaked, right? Yeah, there were there were two Sony hacks. Oh, okay. There was a PlayStation hack. Yeah, yeah. And then about a year or two ago was the massive, massive for the interview. For yeah, the inter- that's right. Yeah, yeah, but they were, it was like uh, they made off with they were basically their entire server. Like the letters are still coming out, the stuff that's on there, uh, pay scales, um, codes, you name it. Hmm. And there were even accusations leveled at like at a national level. Like they were talking about this being a um, secret hacker group working on behalf of North Korea. Right. Yeah. It started to get really, really sci- science fictiony. And then right? they shut off the internet. In North Korea, right? Which doesn't for a that, time. isn't that messed up? <coughs> that a country like we can't conceive of anyone shutting down the internet <laughs> for in our neighborhood, yeah. unless there's like a power outage and we're really upset, right? Yeah, yeah. But someone just goes, "Okay, attention, everybody, it's off." <laughs> Nationally, millions of people just know. Yeah. I think millions, like most people, don't have internet in North Korea anyway. Yeah, probably right. Not. Yeah. Or dial-up. Well, dial-up. home internet, yeah. No. Maybe that's, libraries. Yeah. That's an enemy of the regime. They have libraries in North Korea? Well, probably. They're all filled with the books of the great leader. Right? <laughs> they saved 10 books. <laughs> in, in row, row after row. But so, yeah. So, the Ashley Madison thing was on two fronts. First, they compromised or they stole, uh, I think, the entire client list and a bunch of other uh, confidential information. And then it came with a very straightforward, like, uh, ransom note. Right? Uh, they didn't steal to release because the Sony guys immediately like they stole and released but the the way it was framed was actually really interesting because it's uh, the the ransom letter sounded like a, it sounded personal and I dare say based on my limited to non-existing detective skills that it, it very like it felt like it was like a jilted woman with power very specifically. Now you're going to say, okay, why a woman, Jason? All right. Well, I yes, have... I'm going to say, why a woman, Jason? Why a woman, Jason? <laughs> why a woman, Jason? So, first of all, the way it came out was the ransom letter was something like, we are not interested in particular uh, uh, to, we, like, we're not here to embarrass the actual customers. Like, we don't really, that's not what this is about. Now, even though those customers are all, you know, deserving of contempt. We're actually mad at the website, and then so we demand that it shut down uh, right now or within this period of time. And then they also wanted a sister site, um, uh, establishedmen.com or something like that, to shut down. You can imagine what that site was about, right? Yeah. So uh, basically, gold diggers can go on this and find ugly dudes with millions of dollars yeah right essentially <laughs> well and ugly dudes who are willing to go with girls who found them on a site called right. established gentlemen yes <laughs> exactly no illusions. No. exactly Very let's face it all clear it's a transaction it's almost honest yeah. right yeah uh but then uh there was a third site that they had called or they still have called the uh, cougar life the cougar life which is essentially as you can guess older women who are you know hunting for young meat or whatever you want to do say, <laughs> uh, you know um, quotation marks. Yeah. But they didn't demand for that one to get shut down, so they just wanted Ashley Madison down and they wanted established men down, and then just the verve and the 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 way that the message was positioned sounded to me like someone's wife found out, and she had means, right? And she put like uh, the the hackers were called the impact team. 
So of course that was the first level of the of the scandal. But uh, then the second level of the scandal was that when the info started being dumped after Ashley uh, did refused to shut down, it turns out that a whole bunch of the users were fake, right? Of course. A bunch of the f- users were fake, and that they were mostly men on this thing. Hmm. A handful of women um, and uh, just duplicates and fake accounts, and like the whole thing was a bit hoaxy. They came out afterwards to to refute that, though. Uh, Ashley? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, were like, they, no, they no, released no. their numbers on how many ladies were signing up for it, and it was quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's not true. You're saying. According to the article that I read, whether that's a reputable source, I don't know. But I know that they came out and and said some stuff afterwards okay. to refute that. Well, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a crazy story. And then there was all this other stuff, how um, yeah, a, a majority or a very high percentage of users were in our great nation's capital of Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. A massive percentage. Well, yeah, I think it was something like twenty percent of people in the Ottawa region were like sort of estimated to have been signed up for it. The hell else are you going to do in Ottawa? <laughs> well, you know what occurred to me immediately yeah. is the Parliament is there, and a lot of the guys that work in that building don't live in Ottawa. Yeah, that only accounts mm. for like three hundred seats, right? Like right. when you think about it, like they're not going to tip the numbers one way right. or the other. They so. also charged users to delete, like people who left, to delete their oh, yes. their yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was right? like nine, uh, twenty bucks if you wanted 20, to. 30 bucks, something like that. And but they never did. Uh huh. So all of those, even the people who paid to have everything wiped, also oh. had their stuff released. Oh, okay, that's that's okay. That's very more interesting. Like that's, that's more interesting. So this is like a reverse cover charge, right? Like you let everyone in for free, and then you're like, I want to go to my car. They're like, no. Thirty dollars. <laughs> Give us thirty dollars. It's like, basically blackmail. Essentially, like small scale blackmail. Yeah. Give me thirty bucks, yeah. or your information stays in our databanks forever. Is this? Yeah. I mean, uh, do you yeah. need more proof that the the internet is, as you were saying, Richard, at one point, that it's essentially still the wild wild west out there? It is, like, yeah. it's getting a little less so, but it's still like they, you can just you could never get away with this shit anywhere anywhere else. Yeah. Well, people found ways to cheat on their wives and husbands for millennia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like website or no website. Like okay, so happen. wait, yeah. let's talk They're about capitalizing that. Capitalizing on, on an existing demand. Let's talk about that. So the fact that it's overt is is it is that the problem? Is the proposition really low low like low blow immoral? I have no problem with Nashley Addison. It's not for me. I have no interest in any of that. I'm not looking for extra relationships. But their responsibility, or like if you're starting a business and you identify a need and you create a product to satisfy that need and you don't go bankrupt after six months, then that means people are using the service. Now, you need to have conversation with your wife or your husband if you suspect some weird stuff's going on, but they can't can't get mad at the website for it. Like the website's saying this is already happening. We're going to make it easier for you and make it less messy. And some people would argue that's actually good in some cases because if it stays discreet and it never comes out, then your kids don't have to go through messy divorce. Mm. Maybe you get it out of your system. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not. I mean, what you're saying is, is not illogical. It's just that I feel like that's also the line of reasoning that was used for drug dealing, right? Which is that, you know, okay, so the difference is that that's, 
clearly illegal, right? But then those guys are often like, well, you know, this product is getting moved anyway. People are using drugs. I'm so, so I'm just responding to a demand, right? So uh, if I don't do it, someone else is going to so do it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not untrue. It's not true. But that's why it works as an argument. So yeah, I don't to know. a degree. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that type of argument justifies anything that you want to do. I mean, sure. We've decided as a society that drugs are illegal and that we don't want them sold. Period. Mm. Now we've technically decided that when you get married, it's one guy, one girl, or one girl, one girl, one guy, one guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one and one. But there's like, you're not going to be charged with a criminal act if you go home pick up a stripper and then go back to your wife and kids and like sure even if it found out like okay i did this but if it's found out while you're getting divorced then that could impact the decision that could have a huge 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 impact you're right so is infidelity technically illegal it depends i think if uh because the thing is my my knowledge of marriage laws is is a uh, you know um, skewed by a lot of the hollywood stuff that you hear so a bunch of it is Specific to like apparently California is like good luck if you if you effed around on your wife Yeah, uh, and you didn't have a prenup or you had a prenup or the prenup wasn't tight uh, You just every day you hear stories of guys having to leave, you know, their empires at mm-hmm. at the feet of some stewardess that they married uh, Because they were dumb flight attendant, excuse me flight attendant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, uh, I don't know about that exactly. I mean, to me, the first thing that really resonates is not really even the, the breaking of the rules, right? Like mm-hmm. that you, you agreed under God or under the city hall or whatever. But it's, the, uh, it's essentially a business that's built to target the, the uh, lower, like the, the mediocrity in us. But you're, you're assuming that, that uh, any given couple that don't, already have some kind of understanding in place where mm-hmm. you know where it's semi-open relationship yeah, right you know like that's between you know the two people sure what the rules of their relationship sure, yeah. are and oftentimes you know I, like maybe, I, maybe we assume that the people are more monogamous than they actually are yeah and, but, and maybe even mm-hmm. like honestly honest about it like as long as you don't bring them yeah. home kind of thing. I, I think that that exists more than we think. Yeah, I think so. I certainly believe that it exists, but I don't believe that that's what Ashley Madison is saying. Like, I think they're saying oh, no. like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like be let, let, be exciting, be dangerous, um, have a fling. You know, like I think that's really their message. Not like, hey, you, have you reached a mutually, uh, you know, beneficial understanding with your long life partner? Yeah, that you might both go explore. Okay, well, Mash Edition can help. Like, but is no. it their responsibility to mediate that relationship? No. Uh-huh. They're saying, we offer this. Uh-huh. Now, if you decide that you want to have that discussion with your wife and it goes the way you want and the way that she maybe wants, and you go, okay, great. We, a couple times a year, we're going to sort of go off for a weekend and you do what you want to do and get it out of your system, and maybe that's the deal you negotiate. Yeah. It's not up to Ashley, Ashley Madison to go, hey, did you get your wife's permission right. to sign up on this site? No, clearly. Like, and other dating sites are mainly people looking for relationships. Yeah. If you're looking for a, like a hookup, you go to Tinder or you go to an Ashley Madison where there's no strings attached. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've done some internet dating or at least 
toyed with the idea of internet dating and most of the profiles. We're to change the subject to this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, a lot of the profiles are people who are mainly looking for something, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be friendship or dating or ready to settle down. But usually it's the guys who are all looking for hookups and the girls are not, are like, if you're looking for a hookup, don't message me. Right. Yeah. Are you a girl? <laughs> <laughs> by those, t- by that definition, I think I am. <laughs> right. No, no, I would have been a girl too. Then, based on that definition, no, I'm, I'm referencing uh, basically a, a stupid thing that happened today, where we got our first like random message. On oh our, shit! Yeah. On our on our page for our podcast, where at first, initially, I thought the guy was contacting us because of what we had said in the last episode or the one before. Maybe about uh, you know if you're crazy because we talked about tea trash. Right, remember no. tea trash. So we got Julian Smith to tell us the tea trash story, and then I declared, I said, you know, to all the tea trashes out there, like, you know, we're we're Julian missed the opportunity. We will look at your material, and we will we will make sure that you are. Oh, so you thought this guy was just reaching out to you to show yeah. you his? because uh, his profile showed that he was a singer, songwriter, or a performer, or something. Something. There's basically a picture of him with like an open jacket and a, and and like a hairy chest. Well, the the Facebook profile was empty at first. There was no there, oh, was, there was no nothing. picture. Yeah. I I hunted this guy who had the same name down, uh-huh. and I assumed that it was the same guy. Are you assuming it was him? I'm assuming it was the same guy. Oh, I don't okay. I don't know if it was the same guy. So I thought it was him, and then I, think I went he, back to Facebook, and it may not be Harry Chesty dude because I don't think so. Harry Chesty dude, uh, first of all, seemed like he was a musician, and he was from Toronto, and, and he was the, gay. Like ultra super gay, yeah, yeah, like mega, mega ultra, like gay cubed, gay cubed. Is that? <laughs> we will have to discuss. It. We'll have to have someone who's gay on at some point and tell us if there are actual levels. <laughs> if there are actually like you can be a level twelve homosexual mm. versus yeah. a, a um, I guess, I guess you can. Be. I don't know. Anyway, the point is that he was like this a, guy he was, was like just, the boss at the end of the. Oh, he's a, the like game. a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so this guy's like, hey, hey guys, fire in a hole. This guy's like, how's it going? Messages us on uh, Facebook. and No, he's like, like partial words. It was like, what was it? Like, text me back. Text me back? That but was like, the first thing he said? With, with no vowels in there. Text the book, please. Exactly. Right. And then I responded like, uh, hi. His name is Chris. Hi, Chris. What's up? And what did he write back? Uh, you said, what can we do for you, I think. Is oh, that- no. I said, hey, what's up? He's like, not much you. I'm like, <laughs> no no, uh, no, no punctuation or anything. So I'm like, same old. What can we do for you? And they're like, are you a girl? So that's the letter. <laughs> like, letter R, letter U. Of course. <laughs> uh, girl, no G-U-R-L. I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, just to be clear, uh, when I found out this happened, uh, I immediately contacted Richard. And I'm like, we have to keep this going for a little while. See how much we can get out of this guy, because he seems like he's a riot. But unfortunately, by then Richard had done the responsible thing and wished him a nice day. I said good day, sir. <laughs> but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think maybe I agree with your assessment that uh, if a, a piece of crap wants to cheat, mm-hmm. he will find he or she. Yeah, they fair, will find a way to do it. They will find a way to do it, and Absolutely. then Ashley Madison is basically guilty of being. Uh, shitty, but otherwise, yeah, 
otherwise you know not particularly reprehensible perhaps or i don't know well it, it's it's something i don't like i don't think about it because i'm not interested in it and it, i feel like it doesn't concern me like right i don't fit into the category of people who are looking for this so and if my wife is my thinking is like you said if they want to cheat they are going to do it. Yeah. So I'm not going to live my life assuming that they're just waiting to log into their Ashley Madison account when I step out of the house. Like, no, like I'm not. That's why like it doesn't occupy a lot of brain space for me. Plus, the ladies don't need to work very hard if they want to. Well, my lady doesn't have to work very hard. I can tell you, it looks good. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like <laughs> I feel well like well done. Sir. <laughs> I feel like you're you're a bit of. Uh, an authority now on the subject because you are literally one of the only people I know that's legit married, you're legitimately married. That's and true. You're not from an old world culture where like you had sixteen clans like breathing down your neck and like where is my baby? Where did the marry that made a child? And, like you know you didn't have to like continue a line. Absolutely, your brother had a mess of kids, mm-hmm. so you were basically not in any way forced to do it. So why'd you do it? Why'd you get married? I don't know. Sounded like fun. Okay. Like, I used to always say I was never going to get married. Uh-huh. Like never. And because then, that meant what to you at the time? Like, what was the? Well, my parents had been divorced. My mom's been divorced twice. Right. Um, like I just a lot. Most weddings, most marriages that I see, well, you know, it's the statistics: the fifty percent everyone breaks up, it gets messy. Yeah. And I feel that you know sometimes people break up and it isn't messy. There, there's good faith. There's good intentions and it just doesn't work out but it seems like most of the time certainly what we're you know tv movies are feeding us is mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be this knife between the teeth and i'm going to take everything that i can right and i was like i don't i don't feel that i need that hassle and then i don't know i guess i met the right girl and we dated for several years and then you know her parents kind of mentioned though maybe you know and then that got me thinking like yeah you know maybe Maybe it would be fun. Maybe it'll be fun. We'll have a party. All our friends will come. We'll have a good time. And, um, you know, then it'll be Mr. and Mrs. Jean. And I don't know. That's kind of all right. Like That's pretty cool, man. I mean, uh, was it... I mean, so, yeah, what you're saying is it was really not reinforced in your upbringing. Like, if anything, there were arguments, several arguments against. Well, yeah, like, it's not like there weren't people in my family asking me if I was going to get married or asking me when I was going to get married or whatever but it was never the evidence seemed right. to suggest like i don't know that i really want this like yeah like a common friend of ours who who's basically <coughs> wanted to get married since pretty much the age of six or yeah. something right for him it was a, a destiny well for a lot of people it's part of their success portrait right when they look at their life and think you know when i'm 45 i'll know that i made it if uh, I'm making such and such money. My house is such and such size. I'm living in such and such place. I'm married and have X number of children, right? Like right. that's kind of the formula. My formula has never included being married as a you know, one of the prerequisites. Right. right? So you, you, you effectively did what probably most mo- more people should is that you took an active part in the decision, right? Like it was a, it was a, it was a decision made. Yeah without any sort of pressure or or compulsion yeah like it wasn't just a default right like it wasn't just a default like all right i guess we get married that's what we do now right like okay so uh richard you were on tinder (laughs) 
<laughs> well done, that. sir. Well done. So you were on Tinder. You can't prove that. I can't prove that? <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> no, I, I definitely know you're not on Tinder anymore um, um, because uh, I know the lovely lady with whom you, you uh, share your life at the, at the moment. Sorry, ladies. Uh, it's too late. But uh, Also, they are not girls. Just, just putting it out there. Who are not girls? You two. Oh, That's yes. That's sending messages. <laughs> That's you correct. You are not girls. You are, yes, you are. Yeah, you, you are too. not girls. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but as a guy who's been in a relationship for 15 years now, that's me. Hmm. Um, I've obviously had a observational role. or sort of, I've observed the, the shifts in the dating games and the, the club scene fizzle out and then internet come in. And then we all used to know that one guy. That or girl that met someone online were like, you're going to get killed. You're going to get stabbed. They're going to chop you up. You can't go to Portland. You don't know who's waiting for you. And then there were, of course, stories of people getting, you know, actually chopped up. But now it's the most common thing. And the apps have exploded, right? So can you, would you be willing to talk a little bit about the, uh, your experience on Tinder? Sure. What do you want to know? <laughs> okay. So from what I've known, the idea is you create a profile. Yeah. Okay. Well, you and just then, sign in with your Facebook, and it just scrapes a bunch of stuff from your Facebook oh, no. account. So it, That's even worse. <laughs> so it already it already knows like how old you are and oh, where no. you live, and it takes like pictures from your Facebook. It knows they, where you live. Yeah, because that's it's a it, you have to yeah, have a lo- location bag. setting because it, it okay. tells you like oh this person's five miles away or this are you person's. kidding? Well, like it's not going to match you with someone in Vancouver if you live in Montreal. Was the idea right? You're uh-huh. gonna, it's going to match you with someone who you could reasonably meet. Yeah. Like, but wait, so we're talking like you can see people like walking around and down. No, the, no, no. Going it just, it would just say like the this person is this many kilometers or miles away. Right. But you don't know where they actually live. No, I don't have their address, but you know, I I know how many kilometers or miles they. That's are still away. a little creepy for me. Yeah. Well, okay. I think you know a lot of people use Tinder as a hookup app. So okay, is that a fact? Know, if they're super close, then that. Increases yeah. your odds. Sure, right? sure. Although I would look upon as such a person uh, already with suspicion. I mean, like, really? I was like, just because I was the closest. That's why you're here. <laughs> How lazy are you going to be in bed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do all the work, won't I? Well, it gets real cold in the winter here. So. Yes, this is true. <laughs> that yes. might be part of the appeal. <laughs> Specifically in Montreal, Quebec, uh, yes, that walk is a bitch. Yeah. I, I'll grant you that. Okay, so. You create, okay, you create or you just import your data from Facebook. Okay, now what yeah. does this look like? What does your account look like? Just a picture and like a short description of who you are uh-huh. and that's essentially it. Okay. People are, are making their determination very quickly based on just your, your picture. So you can have like four or five pictures Yeah. and whichever picture you have to sort of crafted in such yeah. a way to optimize for sure. as many you know yes swipes yeah. rather than no you want to you want yeah. the picture with the with your automatic rifles first and yeah. then the one next to your car yeah the bare-chested one with the you know bulging biceps yes <laughs> the, the weights in the background that right. one should probably be you know one of the first ones i had a competition going with a female friend who was also on tinder uh-huh and we would like screenshot pictures of people on Tinder and send send them over to each other, just like the worst possible people. Well, I mean, we this relates to what you were saying about podcasts earlier, right? Like, if you, if there's an open mic situation or a technology that is open, right? Like yeah. you can let anyone talk into the mic, you're gonna get some ridiculous shit, right? Yeah. And this is what American Idol and all those talent shows are based on. 
is the quacks that show up for but these. But it's even things. worse because the feedback loop. It's like if if you're going to an actual open mic, there are let's say 25 people in the room. Yeah, most of them are probably waiting to go to the open mic, but whatever. Let's count, <laughs> let's, let's consider them audience. Okay, you'll know if you suck, right? Like you have to confront these people live. They're there, which is a bit of a deterrent. Whereas if you can just plug in your mic and record yourself and then fire it off, yeah. like you don't even have to, like you can, you don't have to confront that judgment at all. Like you just, this is so you're going to get a lot of garbage. You've kind of exposed us just now. I'm sorry, like Richard and I. Like you've kind of just pulled the rug. Listen, from I don't, I don't go on to bad podcasts. All right. Oh I don't, damn, I don't, I don't go on to bad oh, podcasts. Two indict, two two indict my <laughs> indictments. I mean, two recommendations. <laughs> we just I got endorsed, son. Endorsed. Thank you, Farnaho. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there you are with your optimized picture feed on Tinder. Yeah, and then it's just judging people. You're just judging people. Judging I, know, so I think people just get onto it for fun. Yeah. Okay. Like, my, like hot my, or not type of situation? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly hot or not. Which yeah. is for those that remember what that actually is, right? So, okay, yeah. so how do you acknowledge someone who you find attractive or not? You swipe left or swipe right. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't remember which, which one is which. I feel like left is bad, right is good. I think so, yeah. Traditionally, left, left has been bad. Yeah. This is true. Left is bad right, and right is, is good. It's a gauche. Yeah. So if you if you swipe right with somebody and they also swipe right with you, then you have the opportunity, that you have a match. Uh-huh. And then it, it shows up and you can then chat with them if you so choose. Okay. So that's interesting. <clears throat> so my first my first instinct is to go, well, well that's superficial. Like just mm-hmm. judging people on their faces, but yeah, aren't we kind of doing that anyway, in reality? Yeah, I mean, there's information in a person's face, isn't there? Yeah, but sure. like like Richard said too, like most people on Tinder are there for a hookup, uh-huh. and if you're going for a hookup, like you don't the person's interests <coughs> and where they want to be in five years, ten years, you don't Give you don't sense. care. You're like, are they hot? Like, do I want to have sex with them? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. So yeah, you're gonna be. The guys were definitely looking for hookups. The girls were. I don't think we're looking for. I think there's a higher percentage of girls looking for hookups than you would find on. Yeah, other sites. Match.com or Plenty Uh, of Fish or. Well, I mean, the landscape is changing too, right? I mean, uh, although you want to immediately say, "Well, oh, you don't want any part of those women," right? Like the fact is, there are just regular women, uh, healthy, normal women, that are just want to be a little bit more adventurous right mm-hmm. yeah. because it's a little bit more ex- possible yeah. for them to do so than, than I know I know someone I know a girl who she's constantly going on tinder dates and she's making you know she's not like I'm not saying she's looking for a hookup right then and there every time but she's more than happy to go on two three dates a week with different guys and I'm sure she must have slept with some of them but like, sure. like that's it's not. It's, well, I mean, speaking of marriage or that being sort of a rarity now, like that's become less of an issue now, right? Just having a sex with someone is not not as big of a deal, and it doesn't mean that you were you defiled yourself necessarily, right? Hmm. Um, it may have just been a, a good time with someone, etc. Okay. Yeah. So, no judgment. I mean, it's never been my thing, yeah, but there's yeah, yeah. tons of people who who like to do that. So. Uh, I, I'm almost yeah, sure if I end up if I was yeah. in my late thirties, like. I'm gonna have to just suck it up. Like I'm gonna have to sort of get back in. And I'd be like, "There's a very good chance that I'd I'd go on Tinder." Like I would not just dismiss it. That's an interesting thing. Like we haven't uh, we to think about it. It's like we're always assuming that it's like hot young girl or hot young guy getting on Tinder. 
um, and doing their thing. But we're, we're not even thinking about what this must be like for someone who suddenly, for X, Y, Z reason, uh, saw their relationship end and now is entering it at 30. I don't know, are there people that are 40 and 50 on this thing? or Well, when, when I was on it, it was 36, 35. That's mm-hmm. a cap? No, that's when that's, I, that's that's how when I was, was on it. Right, okay. Yeah. That's when it, when it kind of came out and, I, and when I was single. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yes. So I was definitely in, in that category. Right. So the majority of Tinder uh, people, I think, are, are in the younger, like in their 20s. Okay. But there are people there who are in their 30s, people in their 40s. There's got to be. There's got to be. I, mean, I, I know for a fact because I've got, I have other friends who are still on it. And, sure. And... Yeah, that's that's what, like you you set within like what your age yeah. range is within, right? What, what, you're, what you're willing to what you're willing to lie next to naked? Yeah, right. Yes, to put it bluntly, <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, so. at, this, at the same time, thirty six, like mid to late thirty, mid to late, so uh, yeah, late thirties to early forties to mid forties. I'm guessing is also a fairly common age for. Relationships to yeah, divorces. To, to divorces and ends like Seriously. right yeah there's there were tons of people who were like getting back in the game sort of thing. yeah and how weird must to, that be you also have to take on board that a lot of the segment of that population let's say forty and old and over yeah. are already not living their lives on smartphones all the time they're already like in order to get on Tinder they'd first have to get an iPhone kind of thing sure. right so hmm. there's that extra barrier but it's not a, a question of these people not wanting to they just a lot of them probably don't know it's around. Sure. Or, yeah. Well, how and it got a bad re- reputation. That's Tinder up, up front. Yeah. 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 For being what? Like For just being a hookup app meat, and meat being market. like yeah, shallow this, this and being person like, grinder or whatever, right? Like it was basically. just like just hookups. Grinder is it the was, is the is the gay version of it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially, like uh, a, Ashley Ashley <laughs> Madison, like some of the things that you were expressing about Ashley sure. Madison. I think a lot of people feel about Tinder as being empty, vapid, sort of. Yeah. Right. As opposed to what, like meaningful relationships? That well, uh, how better is your relationship going to be with someone that you just pick up in a bar, right? Like the way that I look at it is, Tinder is just a way of getting two people in a room, uh-huh. and then once you're there, like it's still on you to. It's virtual speed dating. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and you decide, okay, I'll, I'll give this person two hours of my time in person and see how it goes. Like, but there's this perception that like a Match dot com or some of the other ones that match you with 29 dimensions of compatibility <laughs> and like where you spend oh, Jesus. all this time like filling out like just like descriptions of you know what you like and what you don't like and what you're looking for and what your you know, your, or, your origin story is so that you can really get to know the real me before we but go then, on a date what rather than just being about? like oh you're hot let's go on a date yeah. but, but you know, heaven forbid you meet someone who doesn't share your interests and you know develop new interests Oh, like no. heaven forbid you yeah. just like get matched with someone who's like they're exactly like me but I'm sorry I never need to if change I, if I've got your like full psychological profile history and likes and dislikes and what you would do with a million dollars yeah what are we going to do on a date what are we going to talk about well I don't remember which one it so. was I'm blanking on the name but there was one where it was like all these questions about like do you believe that gay marriage is wrong? Do you okay. believe uh, that, that... might be like an e-harmony thing. They're the one, they, no, they not push. e-harmony. Oh, they're so plenty creepy. Plenty of fish one? E- e-harmony, plenty they're fish. so creepy. It's, it's Have you seen the ones? It's not match. you seen the commercials for Christian those? Christian singles? Those, the Christian singles. What's the other one? The, the Jewish one? That was really funny. There's one for... Oh, uh, J-Date? J-Date. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but the, those ads are so creepy. <laughs> 
They're like super highly glossy produced. Like when I met yeah. Jonathan, it was just you know, bam, bam, boom. Oh yeah. I, I actually find <laughs> those types of of that type of emotional manipulation that goes on with some of those ads to yeah. me are worse than the Ashley Madison stuff. I'm Ashley Madison just I'm says, "Here's what we do." Yeah. As opposed to, I'm going to sell you a dream, Jason. Yeah. Your dream girl, she's out there, and but you need me. And you need to me to get you. to her. Here are all these uh, success stories. Yeah, so. and and if you're not finding the right girls because you're not on the right site, you're not. It's uh, you, Jason. It's you're right. It is more sinister than uh, than uh, something like want to fuck around. Want to fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just bought that domain, so nobody touched. Nobody, touched. <laughs> nobody tried to supplant me there. Okay, so uh, all right. So, so you can tell a lot from somebody's picture. Yeah, yeah that's this is what I want to get back to. Is there's all this like in the '90s and tw- 2000s, there was all this re- uh, revulsion or, or, or reaction to like, oh right, so you just want to look at what I look like, and you don't want to know what's inside, and like, like all this bullshit about like it's what inside you counts, and blah, blah, blah. and sure, what's inside of you counts, but. We're still mammals, right? We're still animals. There's a lot of information. I mean, okay, let's let's put this in a much simpler context. You get in an elevator, and the wrong kind of person is in the elevator with you. I'm not talking he's poor or he's like talking to himself, um, because that would be no threat to you, Richard. We've already established that. Yeah. You you command crazy. the legions of, of <laughs> madmen in the city. The crazy whisperer. They they uh, yeah the crazy whisperer. <laughs> but. Um, you know when you're in a room or you've been in you've been there you've sat across from someone you have no information about them and your your fucking alarms are going off like you're like I could potentially fight this person right now with they haven't said a word to me but something physical mammal mm-hmm. facial recognition something is going on that that is making me opposed to this person right yeah so in that in that way accidentally or perhaps not so accidentally Tinder is maybe onto something. There's that, which I agree with you on. Give us money, Tinder. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by it's Tinder. To uh, the other thing is uh, you can tell a lot by how s- which pictures somebody chooses to put up and how they compose their, themselves within a sh- like or compose the yeah. shot itself. Right. Ah, right. So the yeah, production right. value of the picture. yeah. So the, you know, someone who leads their first pictures, then with their family, they got the family dog there, uh-huh. versus the one whose the picture is like they're out with their friends, are completely smashed and drunk at this right. bar, of boob hanging out. Like yeah, you're getting with, a like, very different. And, yeah. You're getting a very different. I, like I'm a party girl or I'm a family girl. Exactly. The family girl is probably looking like if it's like a picture of her and her brother and uh-huh. her dad and stuff. She's probably not looking for a hookup. Yeah, exactly. Hope, hope, hope not. <laughs> That's going to be an awkward encounter. Well, and, and the other girl, yeah. the one who's there with her boob out, like if she's not looking for a hookup, then someone needs to help her with her Seriously, profile. Seriously, with her but Tinder, they, yeah. Imagine exactly. the girl with the boob out. just like, I just, I, I'm a lawyer and I want to get married. Then you go to the girl with the brother and, and uh, father and they just like they're like so we were thinking <laughs> yeah you could take on a, take us all on you know like that could happen right then there's the other one which is um, the ones who, who do all the traveling so it's all pictures of them oh, yeah, yeah. traveling oh, yeah. right I hate that shit so they're like standing <laughs> oh, on top of the sphinx so exciting. Oh, fuck whatever you. else fuck you and then there's the one who's just like doing all kinds of sports well, oh yeah I right? to tell you about my vacation and well, you're gonna minutes. you're gonna tell us about it, uh, but you know no. what you didn't do is you didn't didn't spam the shit out of your Facebook no. with it and 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 shove it in everyone's face about yeah. how good of a time you had in Kenya, 
you're actually going to tell us in words like human beings used to tell each other. And no, whatever. If people want to know, I'll show them pictures, but I'm not going to sit them down to show them a 700-picture slideshow yeah. of all of the animal pictures we took. Which like, people do, right? They actually yeah. do force. The, but um, so the... So the world travelers. The There's world, the world travelers. travelers. I saw... So I don't know much about Tinder, but I did see a lot of really hilarious blogs about like the worst of or the best of, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, and there was all this fantastic, fantastic stuff, like comedy gold, right? And to me, the one that always, always gets me on any kind of personal profile, social media thing, is the dude that poses with his guns. Like that to me is so interesting. And there's so many of them. And there's women too, right? Like literally just like you had this one pick to put up to say, here world, this is this is me. This is Joe. Mm-hmm. And you chose the one where you are against a kind of uh, pockmarked wall with shitty furniture in the corner on a crappy, dirty carpet that your dog peed all over. And you're in a half squat in your red, like, jumpsuit, Adidas <laughs> jumpsuit, right? And you're like a blonde white kid, right, from <laughs> right, from the suburbs? If that's one of the ones that I friend sent me over when we were competing for the worst ones i think i sent it to you too that particular one yeah yeah, yeah. and then like the cross over the like you, you're crossing your over your chest with the with the two guns and, it, and i'm just like to me that's almost like that's worthy of study and fascination it really you, is you're like what what per, what was the what the, did the person think they were um sending as a message they're trying to be gangster yeah that's my old man jeans are telling me they're trying to be gangsters. Yeah, but a girl's gonna yeah. see this like barely past pubescence, uh, barely like no hair on his chest, kind of like young Eminem looking kid with a couple of Glocks, and they're gonna do what? They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be like, oh man, they're gonna get me some of that. Yeah. The, the guns it's swipe the guns. left motherfucker. swipe, swipe left, left. <laughs> swipe left all right let's uh let's take a little break and let's uh, let's let's go back on this topic uh, in a second all right i never smile if i can help it showing one's teeth is a submission signal in primates when someone smiles at me all i see is a chimpanzee begging for its life <laughs> and we're back and we're back we're back this is episode five with uh richard of course and uh eric jean our guest of the the evening so we were just talking about how uh, this swiping left swiping right situation <laughs> with tinder um how uh, effective and how meeting amazing that would be and if we could apply it to other seg- segments of our lives <laughs> right <laughs> if someone just came up to you on the street and was like yeah 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 swipe left and they just poof, disappeared when your boss was you know busting your chops at work you could just swipey yeah i think it's a game for a lot of people it's- yeah and I think there's a lot of people who, with absolutely no intention of hooking up, will still just go on there just for the thrill of being able to judge right. people. Like, I think that's why it's so no. popular. Yes. The, no. the game aspect of it, I think, is really attractive. It's an empowerment people. game. No, like, like, like if you had a Tinder account, would you be curious who was swiping back? I'm yeah. definitely right? curious. Like I'm you have a hundred people, let's say you swipe ten of them, and yeah. you're kind of curious to know are any of these ten people going to think I'm yeah. worth a like, swipe? Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like I've been happily in a relationship for 15 years, you know, with all the ebbs and flows that that comes with. But as you get older, you and even as a, as a man, especially because of all the competition that's involved in your classic. 
uh, you know, finding of a mate, right? Even today, uh, you do occasionally, like, you don't mind if someone gives you a wink here and a nudge there, you know, because you want to know, hey, like, okay, I still have a little market value. Okay, that's nice. It's a good still feeling. Got it. Still got it. <laughs> yeah. But you also want to know that you're still worth something on that scale because then you're sort of, it, it provides you with a little more security maybe with your own partner. You're like, okay, she's not just with me because, you know, we've been doing this for the long haul. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a bit of a catch, maybe. There's also this phenomenon with when you're hanging out with people who are in relationships and you're single and you've got Tinder. Yeah. Is that they all just grab for your phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, want- to play that game. Uh, even on your behalf and start right. choosing <coughs> choosing girls that they think would be good for you and uh-huh. you know ju- judging them and laughing about their pictures and stuff yeah. right yeah because yeah. that's uh i mean who doesn't want some sort of uh some sort of validation on that on that scale right just well, it's not even validation for them because they're 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 yeah. playing with your profile. Right, right. It's just <laughs> they they just want to be able to judge yeah. the judge people without necessarily hurting their feelings. Like no, 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 no. Uh-huh. You're ugly. You're fat. You're too tall. Maybe you're the too attraction. Short, maybe is the attraction. Maybe that it is that that how simple it is. How how yes and no it is as opposed to all the complex navigation and and that you have to do when yeah, it, it just it builds you a short list basically right. right you just go in and then after a week you go okay i've got like four matches great i'll go on dates with maybe two of those people and it just it it's a la carte life a la carte it almost right? takes yeah. out some of the it almost takes the effort out of it right like the uh-huh. that there's no hunting involved you're just like i'm gonna i'm gonna go through it right. list and well i mean the dating in matching industry is is like a billion dollar industry, right? Oh, sure. And technology has only uh, accelerated the the rate at which uh, entrepreneurs are trying to find like the next thing, right? And it seems like Tinder has uh, cornered it in some way, at least a segment of it. Well, they found that they found the the pulse of, uh-huh. of the people, and, uh, and we were talking about it in a previous podcast about how the the like button. On Facebook, every time you get a like on a picture that you put up, it's like the little cookie, you know. It's like this little like, oh, somebody loves me, you know. Oh, yeah. somebody uh, thinks I'm interesting. It's it's the same thing when you get matched on Tinder. Like, oh, that's a little boost to the confidence. Like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. you get a little hit, little yeah. hit. Yeah, just a, just a, just a taste, you know. Like, uh-huh. oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, still that's got nice. it. Yeah, uh-huh. I got it going on. All right, <laughs> I got three matches tonight. Yeah. Although I've got somebody's. Uh, one of which uh, we, were, we were talking about, Charbel. Shout out to Charbel. Charbel. Love, love you, bro. Uh, AKA Sword of Lebanon. The Sword of Lebanon, if that is not the <laughs> sickest nickname ever. <laughs> the fucking Sword of Lebanon. He, he would just, he was, he was sensation, a Tinder sensation. He, yeah. would, he would just open up his application and you'd see like match, 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 match. Basically everybody. The phone would overheat. <laughs> yeah. But the the technique that most guy most guys use on Tinder is they just swipe right on everybody. Of yeah. course, yeah. I yeah, was gonna yeah. say guys probably like yep 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 yeah. yep yep. I'm they gonna, they even invented like an app and like a robot that just did the swipe ah. the swipe thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those like just like one of those like uh, drinking birds, <laughs> but it just, it just swiped right. So you just open up your application, you put the the machine on top of your phone, and it'll just swipe right That's for amazing. you. It's the ultimate laziness. Technology is literally revealing our basest, most d- deepest psychological wants. Right. And then the, the the ladies, much as in real life, uh-huh. were, are are the gatekeepers. So they they 
you know, are more selective about who they interact with sure. because you get a whole bunch of assholes on yeah. on yeah. Tinder too. And the repercussions to them are always always uh, more significant, right? A, a more effective way for guys to do it rather than you know reading profiles and checking multiple pictures is just to swipe right on everybody. Yeah, which one's interested in me, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, go, you're going to Vegas, but then there'll be another selection process there, right? Yeah. So here's your ticket for now. Yeah, you sort through the ones who are actually an option. Yeah. Which is a way more effective way of doing right. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was before Tinder caught on. And now Tinder limits you to a certain amount of swipe rights. Mm. Ah. So forcing guys to be more selective or to pay for the premium account. Yeah. Well, and because it also undermines the whole point of it if you've just got one half of the users just swiping all the time yes and like the like the point is it's supposed to be kind of a mutual thing right like right and it kind of it it just yeah but it undermines the the premise of tinder if you're doing that i guess yeah were you you telling me at some point yeah i think i just remembered at some point you actually showed me on tinder one of our friends (laughs) with his girlfriend we will not name this individual. <laughs> yes, this individual shall not be so named. They were literally. Uh, there's a, a couple picture, the guy and his girlfriend. His <laughs> where is that motorcycle when you need it? And so you can do that too. You can get on there with your partner and be like, "Hey, looking for a third." That that's what was happening. Yeah. Uh, what I'm what I'm guessing is, I think that they were looking for uh, a third, but like a like a second girl that they weren't looking for the devil's threesome okay what's the devil's threesome? <laughs> that's two guys and one girl is that the devil's no, that, no, that, that's what it's called yeah, that's what it's called yeah I mean, the devil's once again threesome. last to know <laughs> why is it called the devil's we just that's uh, just the I, name don't for it? Yeah. I don't know okay so okay so they were looking for an, another girl but i suppose they they chose the wrong setting because you can select whether you're looking for a girl or whether you're looking for a guy so the fact that it showed up on my feed <laughs> means that it was obviously something went wrong right and then i just cracked up laughing and i had to screenshot it and send it to you yeah i remember when you showed it to me i was like oh for it was like um, if you're listening i'm very sorry for doing that <laughs> i no, feel you, some you shame shouldn't apologize it's hilarious <laughs> i mean uh speaking of cheaters there must be a whole bunch of people on there trying to get some side action well that's the thing is that you know the more it is inclined towards hookups less strings attached you're not looking you know you're not going to run across people who are only looking for you know a love you know yeah, like, right. like a lifelong love mm-hmm. as you'll as you'll find on some of these other dating sites although i mean from a cheating perspective this sounds like a really bad situation because if you're talking about proximity based software <laughs> right they, this whole the whole thing about not pooping where you eat type of thing. Well, you choose the proximity. You can you can ah, you, you can extend you, your net. Yeah, you 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 set the radius, <laughs> the radius that you're willing to travel. Uh-huh. And it's what do you if, think? If that's a deal breaker, you know, if if more than twenty miles is a deal breaker for you, <coughs> then, right. then you can you can set that, and you can also set the the age as well. Isn't so this I, shit just really fascinating? I mean, isn't this fascinating? I mean, for whatever people do with it that's wrong or right, it's just so fascinating because it's taking, like you said, a bunch of guesswork out of what for some people was a completely a deal breaker, right? Like we talked about um, yeah. the dating hitch, mm-hmm. Rushvi segment, uh, that whole industry of helping guys figure out how to approach ladies and whatever. Yeah. This kind of fires like a, 
like a, a shot into this. But I know were these things maybe too complex to begin with, and now technology is helping I, us. I think I think it's around. a I think it's a bit of a double edged sword, and that it's. I mean, if you go back a hundred years, the people you in your village were the people you were going to know. You were going to marry someone in that town. And so your expectations of what your wedding should be, of who you should marry, were based on the pool of potential candidates that you had available, right? So you're like, okay, there are seven girls approximately my age in this town and seven in the town over. You're like, it's going to be one of these 14 girls. And so your expectations was, you know, you weren't picky. Something that, that Tinder and all these things do is it sells you on the idea that you can keep searching until you find perfect. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. danger that I see in these types of things isn't so much that the hookup is easy. That's fine. Good. You want to make hookups easier? Great. I would have loved it when I was single. But it also sends the message of you can keep searching until you find perfection. And the notion that compromise, building relationship, getting to know someone, disappointment along the way, that like these things are kind of... You always have the alternative of saying oh, too hard, forget it, and going Next. to hunt down for a different one. Yeah, because you over you you not overlook, but like you, the other traits from that person mm-hmm. might compensate for some of the things that might, on paper, be a deal breaker. Yeah, like there was there was one of them where you had to answer all the questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if, like if I saw somebody who would, like hated dogs, I'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like did you guys do the the. I guess I think it was on Facebook that that sort of little survey thing that tells you who you should be voting for, right? Ah, uh, the uh, it's the uh, electoral compass. Yeah, there there were a couple of them. Yeah, I think. but but the the it's actually quite good. It is, however, it does not weigh the relative importance of questions, right? Which right. is one of the I guess the points that Richard's making is that you're answering twenty five questions, and let's say you know one of the things you answer is you're like I don't like dogs, and what you simply mean is. Well, you know, I'm not a huge fan, but I don't actively hate dogs. And that might be on the list, on 1 to 25, the least... Fire the hole! Fire the hole. Might be the least important question of the 25 that they asked you, but it will be weighed equally when they're trying to right. match you up, right? Whereas mm-hmm. you're like, I want someone who believes in... I don't know. That's, I like someone who wants to travel or who wants to live in an, another country, and that's yeah. like your number one. Like that can easily trump the fact that maybe you'll have to learn to live with a dog, right? Like, yeah, right. yeah. You could set. You could set if it was a if, how important like a deal that, breaker. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, so is that maybe another sort of advantage that it, it uh, this type of uh, interaction offers is that you can set the important the important elements like just right up front and be yeah. like boom 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 like need these four yeah and, and liking dogs is kind of trivial but the, you know, yeah, there might sure. be some that are just you know very very basic points yeah. of points of view sure like strongly sort of held thing. political opinions or yeah. something like that like <laughs> oh, I could never ever marry a separatist let's say right yes. like yeah. that could easily be a deal because for yeah someone. I wouldn't marry a separatist either because that they're sort of they'll built. be disappointed for life and you don't want to deal but with there's also sadness. a built-in this person wants to leave that's not a good that's not a good <laughs> that's, <true. laughs> that's not a good catch their whole platform is separation <laughs> <laughs> right you're also able to leave comments so that, that was very uh, not Tinder, but the other one, one of the other ones, one of the other ones. yeah. Mm-hmm. That comment. So, so if it was like, uh, do you believe in gay marriage? And it says no, and then there's a comment underneath it, like I think all the gays should burn in hell or right. something. I'm like, oh god, 
Like, yeah. like I, that you dodged a bullet if yeah. they met all of your other criteria, That's right? True. If they were attractive, uh-huh. their picture was nice, yeah. you know, they're family people, they like dogs and all this <laughs> stuff. And then there's like yeah. this, there's this hidden like evil shit about them. Right. Like, like my, my personal savior, Jesus Christ and Lord and Jesus, baby Jesus. And you're like, oh, well, eh, exactly. No good. Something like uh, that. Well, here's, here's a, a counter proposal to all this stuff. All right, drop it. We assume these sites are based on the idea that you are the biggest authority on what it is that you like. Uh-huh. But I would suggest that for the vast majority of people, you tend to figure out what you like when you see it and by going through relationships. And in some ways, you are the worst authority to write your profile about what you that's like. A, that's deep, uh-huh. man. Yeah, I would like, agree with that. Yeah, like, yeah. I really, really want someone I want to travel with. And you're like, no, you just want someone who doesn't bust your balls. And like, right. like you know, like people sort of miss, so are you suggesting recognize themselves. That's a great point. Are you suggesting that what Richard was saying about friends... Uh, uh, in relationships, grabbing his phone and tindering that we should let, we should let our <laughs> our other friends tinder for us. No, I'm just saying that you have to be careful that when you're reading someone's profile or writing your own profile, right. there's always going to be a portion of I need to write what people will respond to, right. and there will also be a portion of I'm really convinced this is what I like, but that you 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 don't actually know. Right, yeah. you're like, you know, I could never ever be with someone who X Y Z, yeah. and then you finally encounter someone two years later and realize, actually, I thought I wanted this, but I really didn't. I wanted this other thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like the whole, uh, yeah, like uh, like profiles the, are static, right? They're uh, they're meant they're kind of like a snapshot of what you think you want at that particular moment, mm-hmm. and I'd say there's like a high percentage of error that what you're writing you want, you're not. Yeah, you don't Actually really fucking want. know what you. Yeah, or or I don't like long. I don't like long walks along the beach. I like beaches. Like those things are not the same, right? <laughs> right, like, right. Also, I, I I hate fucking long walks on the beach, and I hate the beach. But then you put the right combination of a uh, person in front of me, and I'd be yeah. like, I love the fucking. Or all of a sudden, you, you yeah. someone I just in, became in love with the beach now. Yeah, I someone hate introduces the beach, you to but surfing. I like the beach. You with you with you, yeah. Yeah, right? So <laughs> they're not totally accounting for that. Thing. That's a very that's a powerful point. Are you listening, Tinder? You need to you need to hire yeah, Tinder's different because Tinder doesn't bother with all of that in depth matching profile stuff. It just says, Here's your first impression Whoa. snapshot of this person. Do you like, do you not like next? Mm-hmm. Like, so almost in their low brownness they're being a little bit more well, they're not overthinking it. There's the whole, uh, you know, pictures worth a thousand words thing, too. You, I, you know, I would submit to you that you can tell a lot from someone's picture. Yeah. Aside, saying, aside from just their look, their look <coughs> yeah. which can also be deceiving because they can be, they can oh, be like pictures yeah. from 10 yeah, years we all, ago. We all know these people, right? When the you right meet Instagram them, like, filter. Uh, and then, they, yeah, they put this filter, they put their picture up on Facebook or something, and you're like, yes. It's the same person. The uh, high, yeah. the, the all, high angle shot into the cleavage uh, that's very closely cropped, and the shoulders are not in the shot. Therefore, very likely plus size. Yeah, that that whole photography, like uh, trick photography, as they said in Three Amigos, <laughs> <laughs> one of our favorite movies. Um, yeah, it, it all comes down to like their own image of self, and they're trying to project. Yeah, and and you're trying to project your own image of yourself, but we. Yeah. Don't really have an idea of what we come across. There's other people in there. Right? Someone well, of course must have there is. About this. I'm yeah. sure. I'm Sex, sure. Sexology, uh, uh, sociology. <laughs> yeah, like, just like how people represent themselves online in that context. Of course, right? no. There's a wealth of, uh, of opportunities, but you guys are both kind of blowing my mind right now because I was just wanting to laugh at some dating apps, <laughs> and you guys are bringing some 
this 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 really deep deep uh, thinking uh, to it, and it, it actually makes sense. You're right. Essentially, what you're talking about, Richard, is the uh, the old saying of giving someone enough rope to hang themselves. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more can be learned by the composition of the photograph. Yeah. And the way they put it together than actually the photograph itself. Like that may be a yes or no, depending yeah. on your physical likes. Mm-hmm. You it lights you up, it doesn't. But you're like, okay, this girl's pretty. But what's what's with all the what's with all the you know pentagrams everywhere? What's that all about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's uh, part of the game too, right? The people love guessing. They love the fact that the picture does tell you things, but it never tells you things with a hundred percent accuracy, right. right? So they suggest things like, oh, it seems like this person likes, I don't know, outdoor sports and hiking or whatever. And then you start guessing, like, well, you're you know, like it opens up that whole, huh? I wonder. I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, if someone's picture is really, 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 like, perfectly composed, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you read their profile and it's like, uh, I like sports. I like outdoorsy stuff. And then they're perfectly, like, they're they're uh, <coughs> leaning on a rock in the Appalachians or whatever. And they've got their gear and their little dog Skippy or whatever. Part of you is like, okay, this seems legit. I'm a sporty person. Now this is what I want. But another part of me is like, well, that is a little bit too astute of a composition. Am I dealing with a manipulative person here who represents, like, you know, like, where do you draw that line? But wouldn't you want to put your best foot forward? Like, you want to, you want to hook up or you want to date someone. Like, yes. Don't you owe it to yourself? But it's interesting to see when, 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 draw that line. It's interesting to see what people's perception of their best foot is. Absolutely. Right. Like the guns, like the guy in, in like the, the guy with the guns, <laughs> sweatpants, yeah. and the pit bull. That's his the, move. That's his opener. Right like there. he yeah. had this opportunity to put himself out there in the best light, and he's like, "I'm going to get my nine millimeter." No, he got a he got a friend to take a picture of him, right, with his guitar and his gun and his cigarette. Guitar and a gun. Wait, guitar and gun. <laughs> isn't that isn't that like a wait? What are those things? It's not like yeah, yeah. Like, gun and cigarette works. Guitar and cigarette works. Uh huh. Gun guitar. Uh, I've got two hands for the guitar. I'm not sure where the gun fits. <laughs> like you're sensitive, but you want to shoot things. I don't know. I it's don't a bit know. of a conflict. It seems it's like the weird. guitar people and the gun people were are not supposed to be the same. Maybe people. not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they both like to. Depends. The take country out their gun people. The, the the country guitar people. Bluegrass guitar people are a little bit gun be, people. There might be differences there. I actually saw just like the other day a picture uh, accidentally of some country starlet that I whose name I don't know, but she seemed like she was a big deal based okay. on the attendance, and she looked like one of these Cle- Kelly Clarkson type of gals. Like she probably calls herself a gal, right? Mm. And she's on CMT on heavy rotation, very likely. And she's doing the whole. It was a, one of those pictures where she's like, you know, the air, the kicking in the air with like woo at the end of the song. You know, oh yeah. So it's like freeze frame her doing yeah. the cowboy kick in the air, uh, and she's holding the mic. And I realized the mic stand is a rifle, <laughs> right? <laughs> like it was a repurposed rifle, or maybe even functional. I hope so. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but literally a huge, huge like twelve gauge or whatever. You know what that means is every time she's singing into the mic, she's essentially putting her face in front of her. In front of a shotgun. I, as you were saying it, I'm like, she's putting her face. <coughs> she's the blowing her face off. Like there's that she's re- she's enacting that emotion. Even though, <laughs> how that's so fucked up. Yeah. Even though, like, I'm guessing whoever put this together was like, you know, it'll it'll resonate with the yokels yeah. and the the pickup truck. People. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
but it's it's so weird right so i guess that's my point is like where is it you being you by going listen i love my dogs so here's a picture of me with all my dogs and your picture being just a little too well put together Mm. and what does that say about you right okay so i have a specific question What's your, because this is something that I'm not clear on. What is your opinion of, because uh, I know you told me about this. There are people on Tinder and other sites, their profile picture will be like their kids. Oh, God. Yeah. Right? That is just fucking creepy. Is yeah, that creepy? Is so, so it's not creepy. just me. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I understand the motivation, but the execution, once again, is what really, <coughs> yeah. you know, speaks volume. Is that they're like, like, oh, well, I, I've got a kid, and if you've got a problem with that, then fuck you. Uh-huh. But at well, like, the same time, picture. you're going to swipe right on a 10-year-old? Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if I, exactly. I hadn't thought about yeah, that. Like, Jesus. Like, there's, a difference between, uh. there's a difference between a guy or, or a girl, and they're there with, let's say, their two kids, and it's a picture of them, and their two kids are in the frame okay, with okay. them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I can accept that, because that's the... Listen, you know, I'm a fam, I'm a you know single dad or whatever. These are my kids, and I love them. And if you're not okay with this, like just, just swipe left, like yeah. forget about it, right? Yeah. But yeah, if it's just a picture of both of them, like smiling, teeth missing, like you know, yeah. like that is just effing creepy. It is. That's just so creepy. And there's this whole other dimension of people who are kind of defiantly on Tinder. It's like they need. They want to find somebody, but they don't agree with Tinder yeah. as a or online yeah. dating, so they just won't put a profile picture. So, like, if someone loves me, who's gonna love me for me? Then they don't need to see my picture. And these people are single. I know <laughs> I it, it boggles the mind, right? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and you find that not only on Tinder but all these other sites too. They'll just they'll just yeah. write a really long description uh-huh. of how amazing they are, and then look, really? looks shouldn't matter. So anyone who's going, and this is going to counter all the, all the guys who are just looking to, to bang. Yeah. Well, you have this sort of misunderstood empowerment, right? Where yeah. you feel like you're a piece of garbage or you may not have had a lot of luck or maybe you had a big disappointment in your life relationship wise. So like the chubby girl wearing clothes that are way too small for her and then pretending she's, you know, she's in love with her body and she's yeah. okay with that I'm really a size 8 right no, no. honey being in, in love with yourself yeah. means you're, like you would be wearing C- can you please just become a comfortable size 14 yeah. like, please yeah. it would just you, we would all be so much better off right. you would be more comfortable and I've seen it both ways I've seen really skinny girls who don't have the bumps yeah, the, yeah, bu- yeah. the bumps are a thing now right like having abnormally photoshopped looking butts is a thing now so the Kardashian phenomenon yeah uh, and so I see girls who are just maybe not built that way and then they're trying to wear the booty pants and the booty like the, the, the crop top or whatever the hell they're called mm. and trying to work it in the other direction. So what, what I'm saying is um, I look at the I think about the thing about the chill like putting up your kids as your profile pic, and I see two scenarios. I see one someone who obviously fell hard and clearly didn't plan on ending up single again after two kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And is kind of going, maybe I'm tired of maybe they didn't put their kids up right away. And then they had a bunch of dates. And then the second that it was revealed that they had kids, guys, the guy or the girl like flew the coop immediately. Yeah. And so out of a sort of the intention was, OK, here, you know what? Here are my fucking kids right here. 
Yeah, nip the and shit in the butt. If you but, can get, but it's it's not necessarily the right reaction. But I'm why saying. wouldn't you put yourself in the picture with the kids? Is kind of the yeah. Your logic makes sense. I totally get it. I'm a you know I'm 45 years old. I've got two kids. I don't want to hide this fact because I've gone on seven dates with girls who were, had no interest. Right. So, all right, great. So there's a picture of me and my kid in his hockey gear and my other kid in his, I don't know, army cadets gear. And it's like dad hugging both of them and thumbs up. Yeah. And you're like, that's my picture. I'm like, that picture makes sense to me. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm I'm in the picture. Right. And you now know that I have these kids and that they're important to me. Right. Logical. The, the, but having just like removed dad and just put those two kids there and you're like, are you trying to set? Yeah. yeah, like you said, you're going to swipe right on a 10-year-old? Like, yeah. It's fucked up. It's, it's fucked up. Because, I mean, I give you the benign scenario, right? <laughs> but the other potential scenario is like, take care of my kids. I need I need a man who's going to take care of my kids. Well, that's the, that's the subtext. Which is what, I mean, yeah, that's not, what I, I guess that's why it's creepy because it's just not clear. No, it's creepy because the whole point of Tinder is to say, do you want me? That's the whole point of it. And you're basically saying, I want to play the game, but I refuse to ante up, right? I I want to be part of the team. I want to play this game and find someone to match me up, but I'm not willing to play by the rules. Uh And you're like, when I'm flipping through pictures, I'm looking for the hot girls that I want that seem kind of interesting to me. And... This violates that kind of unwritten rule of like, no, it's supposed to be a picture of you. Right. You doing something else is fine. You with other people is fine, but it should be a picture of you. And if yeah. you don't put a picture of yourself on there, you're you're sort of saying, well, like you were saying before, like these people who put up these, I refuse to put up a picture. It's yeah. in the same kind of category where exactly. you shouldn't have to see what I look like. I'm like, no, but I'm giving you that benefit. So exactly, I'm I'm showing you what I look like, but I should accept you based sight unseen that you're what I'm interested in. Yeah. Like that's not how this works. If no, you want to be on this site, you have to put a picture of yourself. Like that's and and, you, and to be clear, that you have multiple pictures of yourself. You can put you know four, five, six pictures yeah. of yourself. Fine if you put the kids as one, like yeah, like number, number four, four on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's the but when you're swiping right and swiping left, it's like the your number one. The first picture. thing through the door should not be Timmy and Jessica. Right. right. Yeah. So you can either swipe or you can click into it and start and look at the other pictures if you're interested. Yeah. But to have the kids be the the, yeah. the hook to get you interested. It's kind of like it's your, weird. It's weird. Well, like how? Like who would ever respond to that? Or you're like golden retrievers. Aren't you inviting a pedophile into your family? Like, Maybe. I'm really interested in Jessica. Let's get in touch oh, with God. mom. Like how creepy is that shit? Jesus like, Christ. Get it. Yeah. Like, that would no, be. No, I mean, like, that, that would attract the wrong but it happens. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's I don't understand. Guarantee you it's happened. Like, yeah, would you even risk wanting to put your kids' picture there and put them in that situation? That's a whole other. Forget it. Like forget. I I wouldn't. If I had kids, I wouldn't put my kids into Tinder. We're gonna go on the date. And then I'll tell you. And if you go, oh, you have kids, that's great. Then I'll show you pictures and I can tell you about my kids if you want to hear about it. Sure. There's also like a but, messaging thing that happens once you're matched. You can yeah. say like the first thing out of your mouth as you're texting them. You by could the be way. like, oh, by the way, I've got kids in case. Yeah. Like if that's a problem for you, you don't need to continue the conversation. Yeah, no pressure. We can call a day right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than putting a picture of your kids on, no. uh, on a dating app. No. I feel bad yeah. for putting pictures of my kids up on on Facebook right Instagram right but sometimes I just get carried away by like my, my like god damn it they're cute like you know I don't overdo it I make a, I, no actually, you're good you're pretty you're good I wouldn't even say I make a conscious effort I just I don't 
I've never wanted because some people get fully Munchausen. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's maybe not the right expression, but Munchausen's is when uh, mothers or parents hurt their children and then pretend they're sick so they get yeah. uh, attention for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but uh, they're, they're, clearly there's some people like compensating for their problems and their lack of relevance or feeling of uh, having no relevance by just just spamming the living shit out of the their social media with like. My baby's taking a poop. My baby's eating cereal. My baby's doing this. My baby's doing that. Yeah, the pictures you put up are always good. Like, they're, they're, it's not something that one of your kids as a politician is going to be, like, in the future yeah. is going to be embarrassed about. Because that's so. a whole thing, right? Of course. Like, all these kids that are growing up now with their parents putting pictures up of them on social media that will be there forever, yeah. taking a shit or having the bath. Like, all those pictures that we have in a shoebox somewhere at our parents' place that we wouldn't <laughs> want our friends to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'll show my friends, but, like... Yeah. Oh, you're right. Or whatever. We, yeah, yeah. Like, we wouldn't want that to be... Uh, you don't want it to go public. Facebook, yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. could potentially control... Like, <coughs> they, they could potentially manipulate the outcomes of elections and stuff, right? Oh, they're, they're gathering all kinds of shit on like, people say, who, are, you know, who are still children right now, but... And then, well, like, eventually. one day you have aspirations for this job, and you're like, I, 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 Yeah, who the fuck's going to be able to be a president or a prime well, minister, yes uh, you no, know, in that world... <laughs> But the, but the people who are making the accusations are going to have to deal with the same shit. Like, I, I kind of feel like I, I totally agree. Like, there's no way in hell I would have had the childhood I had if it was all put up on Facebook. Like, I kind of feel like there are some things that are just best left never known yeah. by anyone. The first right? poop, the first When period. I took a shit on a swing when I was three is perhaps not something that needs to go up on Facebook. All right? the awkward we just, phases that you went we through. We just immortalized. Now it's I know it's immortalized, but I, I own that story. It's okay. <laughs> but but like, but the, the flip side is it's like in, let's say, 40 years, these 16-year-old kids who are making all these blunders will all be 56-year-old politicians with their equally long, 40-year-long list right. Facebook history. So it will be rendered equal, you're saying? No, what I'm way? saying is that they, I feel like there, there's no other possible response other than diminishing the impact of these things. Everyone's going to have to just live with, okay, everyone's got... Some like maybe there. going back five years is okay, but going back anything past that is like okay, that shit's irrelevant because game. everyone's got to live with the fact that their history is now public. Mm-hmm. That could be a good thing. I think it. Because I think all of it our could politicians be. have this super fake, like I know yeah. I'm, I'm perfect, I'm I'm above yeah. everyone else yeah. kind of. And it's demeanor. weird because we're the ones. De- well, we we the public are the ones demanding this ridiculous masquerade, right? It's, and it's kind of outdated. It comes yeah. from the before social media, yeah, before yeah. the it, like pre-internet. But then times. you have guys like uh, like Rob Ford who kind of blew a hole in that model, right? The the f- former mayor of Toronto, yeah, crackhead. Yeah, like he crack like it. he kind of <laughs> defied that entire model. He's like, not only do I have pictures of me doing some shit, tune in next week <laughs> for for a video, <laughs> and I'm just gonna it. keep going strong. <laughs> And still showing up to Parliament and making decisions. I'm going to smoke two crack pipes at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, two next week, two two pipes (laughs) in my nose. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a whole topic unto itself. But uh, okay, so uh, dating on Tinder, what's that like? What what kind of things came out of it for you? Not not a whole lot. I made a friend. (laughs) I went on one Tinder date. On one only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because th- there's a there's a couple of different approaches. Once the match is done, mm-hmm. that you can either start like chit chatting, so like, hey, 
Are you How you girl? doing? <laughs> are, are you a girl? <laughs> like, hey, how's it going? You know, what are you up to this fine evening and shit like that? Right. And then just like drone on and on and on and on. And then it ends up going nowhere. Or you could open up with some kind of joke and try to okay. like tell them some knock knock jokes or something. Right. Or you could just come out and say like, hey, you're cute. Let's fuck. Right. Which I think is the approach for a lot of guys, which is why a lot of ladies on Tinder have to be more selective because, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll get a lot of these guys who are like, nice picture, let's bang. Right. More penis picture incoming. Like I, I, would, I would at least, like, give me a 10-minute conversation first, please, so I can at least decide whether you're yeah. too stupid to realize what's going on. And once I've decided that you're not going to press criminal charges, okay, maybe we can... Yeah. Do this. But yeah, for yeah. me, I'd like I'd I'd established. Okay, you're, you know, physically attractive. Now I want to like chat with you a bit, make some jokes, and see if you get them, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and if you find me funny, <laughs> and then potentially we could get together for a drink. I'm not really interested, and and I like you're talking to a guy who's never picked up a girl in his life. Like I've never gone to a bar and been like, hey, baby, let's back to my place mm-hmm. that. that's just not my not my thing yeah so I, I chatted them up a lot of them ended up just kind of going nowhere like they either they don't answer or they don't get the joke or whatever and they fizzle like, out. it just fizzles out okay beyond the like oh I like your picture you like my picture thing I met like one girl uh, we, we were chatting and she seemed cool I went on a date with her uh we had a lot of, of, of differences, but she was she was a uh, she was a nice girl. Uh, we had a, we had a good time. We went to uh, Au Noir, oh, at, yeah. that restaurant. You know where, this place? Yeah, yeah. It's where the, you eat in the dark. You eat in the dark. Yeah, and the waiters are all um, visually impaired. Yeah. So they lead you to your table in the dark. And that sounds unnecessary at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like, wow. No, but really? it's like a government, it's like an incentive thing, right? Like, oh, oh we are employing okay. people who so are differently It, it was for disabled people first, and then it became a company. No, like, no the, the employees whole... are, yeah. are, like, they employ the, the visually, uh, impaired. The, yeah. Yeah. visually impaired because... I'm just saying they could easily employ regular people and they would still be blind in that uh, situation. Well, yes. well, no, but they don't know how to navigate around. Like it's it's a yeah, bit of like an awareness it's, it's thing. Having a blind person navigate you through the darkness Daredevil, is yeah, actually Daredevil. the best possible thing you can have yes. because they have to do this shit all the time. Right. So yeah. they know how to. They'll guide you to your. T- they'll, they'll guide you like like you put your hand on on the other person in front of your shoulder. Uh-huh. They guide you to the to the table. They they grab your hand. They put it on the table. They say, "Here's the table. Here's the end of the table. Here's your place settings with with the hands." Like. This is really weird. And it was it was it was pretty cool, and it, it oh, like it raises awareness, I think, yeah. about like the the struggles that the visually impaired go go through on a daily basis. Okay, it was uh, a, it was a very interesting experience. I mean, I guess if it was a, a blind a blind people's like uh, you know club like dance club, yeah, right, hip hop club, whatever, I'd be like okay, but the food part kind of makes me nervous. And that's what gets people out of their comfort zone a little bit is that you're you're eating something that you don't see that. It's terrifying. Yeah, you know, like you don't know if there's a hair in your food or you don't know exactly what it is you're eating. You have to, you have to do this like tactile thing uh-huh. or you have to feel your food. But and... I mean, if I'm a blind person working there, I'm going to town on that food. <laughs> <laughs> right? No one's going to know. Yeah, it's funny. I had no interest in going to this place at all. Uh-huh. 
But like hearing Richard talk about it, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe. It was I cool. Maybe I wouldn't go on a first date there, but it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that added this whole other layer of weirdness to the Tinder date. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> wait a second. Because so we didn't know each other at all. Can I? Can I do it? Yeah. He went on a real blind date. Oh, 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 fire in the hole! Fire in the hole! <laughs> I hope. I, I hope. I promise you that I did not have that. I just. It was just wow. Okay. That's so, are you like Louis C.K.? You're 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 purposefully setting yourself like obstacles. Like it was her. It was her decision. I, I left it up to her. She wanted. Okay. To, she wanted to go there. She was kind of new to the city. She'd heard about the thing. It That's seemed right. like a cool did, thing. Did that intrigue you? Did that make her more attractive to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It, it didn't seem dull. Okay. Like it seemed like it would at least be an interesting evening. Right. As opposed to let's go play pool, or any other okay. dinner in the movie. Dinner or, movie. Okay. So she know, said. Bullshit. So she was being creative in that at the outset. That yeah, night. which was awesome. It was oh. great. Okay. I guess in that circumstance, I'd be like, sure, whatever. Zero grab restaurant, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to throw up, but I don't care. So we met each other outside the restaurant. We saw each other like in the daylight for That's a good idea. like four minutes. <laughs> and then as we're walking in, put our stuff in. They have lockers there. You put your stuff in a locker, uh-huh. and then you get led into the dark. Okay. And then after that, it was all just voices. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange. So that really that? is a strange date. Yeah. It's a strange first date. Yeah. That's the strangest first date. That's like a fourth date for me, right? Like you sort of think about it, like you have that first date, it's relatively conventional, but maybe with a bit of a spin. Yeah. Then the second date, you go a little far out. And the third date's like the quiet date, and then you've got to like throw a curveball, so you're like, we're going to Onoir. Right. And by then, there's already a little bit of trust. Uh-huh. You know, you've yeah. already kind of, and now you can be kind of playful and joke around. and Yeah. But... Uh, I'm still I mean, to her, to her credit, I, I mean, uh, she's, she was amazing, like... Uh, we got along really well. We were super comfortable with each other, like okay. immediately. She's very, very nice. But here's here again. Oh wait, you forgot about the best advantage of going for dinner in the dark. If the date's going bad, you can leave. <laughs> She'll <laughs> never know. I made I made that joke. Hey, and, then, good. And, and then I I stayed silent for a bit. <laughs> for it. Yeah. And then she's like, Richard. Oh no. <laughs> oh no! And then she's trying to like grab for me, and uh, I, I le- lean back in the chair, <laughs> and then she kicked me on the table, and the illusion was was done. Was done. Yeah. Well, that's that's just a, the absolutely fantastic prank to play. Uh, I didn't see that angle, uh, but I would say congratulations. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. The but, the the interesting thing is when you have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh man! You know, and you're completely dependent on your uh, waiter or waitress to come back to help you to get to oh, the washroom. Man. This is getting weirder yeah. by the second for you know, Are there like, lights in the bathroom? There's dim lights in the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. That's Very probably for light. cleanup purposes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Guys you know? can't pee like, in public restrooms yeah, yeah. when there are lights on. Exactly. <laughs> for some reason. Right. But it's weird. Like you're, like They lead you to the table yeah. and then you're kind of stranded there and you don't know where the waitress or waiter is in the restaurant. So they come back and kind of check on you to say like, "Hey, Jeez, you guys man. okay?" This is so weird. But if they don't do that, then you're just you're in the dark, and you're completely powerless to do anything. But like, there are other people in this restaurant with you, right? Yeah. Don't the conversations get confused? No, no, they don't. You don't like. How do you know? There's, there's background noise, but I mean, is there music? 
Uh, I don't. I don't think there was any music. No. Okay. Human beings are kind of programmed to filter out conversations. I, I would yeah. not be worried about that. I just, to me, every every aspect of this is incredibly bizarre, yeah. but fascinating. The, the you know the the biggest enemy to the illusion is when somebody pulls out their smartphones. Oh, oh they yeah. can do that, right? They can do that, and oh. it's so it's so dark in there that it's you know prohibited for you to bring a, like to open up your cell phone. Sure. And some some asshole did that. Okay. While, we were, while we were there and all of a sudden we could everybody could see each other uh, and like the illusion was, was there like a oh was there oh like everyone a... was like ah <laughs> like screaming okay. when that happened the guy quickly turned it off so the obvious question is how was the food the food was all right it was okay yeah, yeah it wasn't extraordinary or anything was, yeah that's not right. really what the to be clear about. the cooks are not blank <laughs> right? i don't i don't know i think we did ask the question but i don't i don't sounds recall dangerous. the answer i mean one blind person cooking for themselves is you know fair game they probably know how to do it but yeah a whole kitchen i think you're with I think eyes you're, people like cut and yeah. burn each other so i can't imagine that that's going on no i, I don't i don't think they're that's okay blind. but the, the the serving staff is and the people at the front desk are not okay so okay so you did you have a little convo before the the meeting like you had a little chit chat on on tinder before you met up or yeah yeah just, uh, just like chatting okay like so texting how, back and forth was it productive like really because like, i mean what if i know you and i know you at that particular point in your life you weren't just looking to like slam at someone against the wall right you just wanted to Put you, poke your head out a little bit and get back in the, in the living world, right after. Yeah, I was just getting out of a out of a relationship, right? And so, like, I was that was like a year after the fact. Like, yeah, not not doing it, like just being on my own, and I just kind of wanted to tip, like put the my toes back into the water uh-huh. to experiment a little bit. And did she? And, and at the very least, just meet some new people. Like, I sure. I'm the opposite of of a lot of people on Tinder. I was not looking for a hookup at all. Okay, so did that even did that come up in the initial conversation with the, this girl? Did no, it didn't come up. But usually, the ones who are looking for a hookup are, you know, right out of the gate. They say something Overt. really yeah, crude. They'll, they'll let you know because really, there's got to be women too that are like, okay, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's what I understand from let's my, my friend who's who's on. Like, she's like, if there's a guy I see and I just want to, like, she'll let him, she'll let him know right. that this is a one time only special uh-huh. limited time offer. Let's. Let's get it on. Potential seconds if it's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but like, <laughs> but she'll but she'll be plain about it. Like she'll she'll yeah. just say, yeah. like, I just want to hook up." Right, and that's something that you know a lady can do and with a fair amount of success. Yeah, with exactly. Guys just to, just need to. Oh, like, he's already they, swiped. Like he's in. Yeah. Right? yeah. If he's already swiped and you say, "I want to sleep with you," like it's done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a hundred percent success rate with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. say high nineties. Eric, yeah. Eric and I have had conversations about this, and uh, I've often said that you know, guys especially make in the modern world make all these pretenses about like, well, you know, her her toes have to be perfect, or like, you know, her hair. Like redheads, really, if you want to get me excited, you really. Know. But at the if we really were look each other in the eyes, <laughs> right? There are far more yeses than knows like a guy is just a like not that we're pigs and animals but that like we're far more uh forgiving if you want to use that term without being condescending yeah uh, of attributes in a woman that may not for instance correspond to that ideal uh well, if, just if you're fishing and the fish jumps into the boat then 
you know. Yeah, you're gonna like, <laughs> oh, oh, it's Turgeon. Oh, yeah, Turgeon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use Turgeon. Yeah. Oh no. Also, like every guy's got a story like about Pike. meeting a girl who was not <laughs> maybe all that in terms of his list, but she had an amazing personality. Right, and she just mm-hmm. like she rocked them yeah. psychologically, and you're like, boom. Exactly. Every every most guys can probably describe a type, but no guy has dated only their type. Yeah. Right. Like it's just like, oh, okay. Well, if you ask me randomly who I'd pick, I'd be like, well, I'd describe someone so and so tall, yeah. and they look like this, and but if someone comes around who's not like that, where you're like, damn, still yes, like she's yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it comes down to so many more things than just the yeah. the, the physical. Yeah. Like the, it's like the pheromone animal response. Yeah, sort of some thing. women, some people just have this absolute sexual power regardless of what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. They just have this animal magnetism, I think it's called. Uh, there's probably a more scientific description of this, but you are you, you talk to them and you're like, you may do as you please. <laughs> or just a great match with you. Maybe it's just for, for yeah. reasons that you don't necessarily understand. For the re- some of the reasons that you were talking about, yeah. Gene, before. <laughs> it's interesting. You, one you, of you two. Gene. <laughs> you two. You two. That Get people don't here. necessarily know what they want. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're just taking magazines and cutting out pieces of different actresses sure, and sure. putting that together. Into Which I used stuff. to do. No. <laughs> but it's almost it's like... confession uh, time. Uh, it's, it's the last accepted form of discrimination. Right? What's Cho- that? Partner, cho- mate choosing. It's like the form of discrimination that is that we are okay with. It's true. It's just about the only arena someone can say... Oh, I don't like Asian girls or whatever, and people will go, "Oh, okay." okay. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, "What's wrong with you, racist?" Yeah. What's wrong with Asian people? You're like, no, 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 nothing. Yeah, Yeah, just whatever. But we we put everyone else on trial. I just just want to make just want to make a plain. I I have nothing against Asian girls. We have nothing against Asian girls. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to be clear. Um, Except the following, no. But no, it's it's true. It's it's like this is one thing that we're still okay with going like yes no I this I do want the following or I do need a minimum or I need this and that and the other thing right um, I don't I, like people with red hair or, sure know, <laughs> well it's your loss man yes there you <laughs> go. Yeah. we all agree right redheads are are special <coughs> excuse me yep yeah special good or special bad special good yeah like you know like uh, our friend Steve yeah, he's, 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 special he's a good-looking man. He's, yeah, he's a pretty good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what this No Souls business is with redheads. I, I, I <laughs> Who the hell started that? Yeah. Jealous this, people, this that's like who. like weird gingers have Fucking no jealous stuff. people. Somebody saw... Are you telling me Rick Astley has no soul? Because I just... That's not right. Is he a redhead? I'm pretty sure he's ginger. That's, is he? I, I, <laughs> you may be the only person that knows that. Yeah. He might be the origin of soul. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Way to bring it in. Way to bring it together. Way to bring it together. Okay, so uh, let's take a uh, last break sure. and uh, have a little more talky talky. Wow. Never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you going to go with? London gentleman or. Wait. No, no, no. Hold on. Blackbeard's delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. So, Eric, uh, just so we can stay on the sort of uh, highbrow field that we've Mm. been so far with uh, Tinder 
um, for a Tinder conversation. Um, you know, I just want to get this out there. So you're 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 a Shakespeare head, right? Yes, I'm a, a, a Shakespeare. I don't know if I should say Shakespeare. No, Shakespeare ophile. I don't know. Okay. I dig my Shakespeare. So you studied it. I studied it. I have a master's degree, which uh, Canadian University of Higher Learning thought you know I was worthy of. Okay. Uh, in the subject. And uh, yeah, and I have, we have a podcast, which has been a little dormant the last few months. Right, the, uh, the Bard Brawl. Right? Yeah, bardbrawl.com. Yeah, if you guys like uh, that kind of thing, uh, and even if you're, <coughs> you're just curious about it, uh, I think maybe you can talk about this a little bit more, but I think the whole point is to open up uh, Shakespeare to, to fun and to current yeah. uh, laid-back situations and take it out of that sort of stuffy spider yeah. web. Well, Daniel and I, like Daniel's the, well, we could say the co-captain of the Bard Brawl, mm-hmm. so the sort of co-creator, and we really just decided, like we just started this because we decided, hey, these things were meant to be performed, so how about we just pick a play and we sort of just go read it aloud for fun. Okay. And then we were decided that we wanted other people to come and do it with us, um, but we wanted to make sure that this wasn't like you know, some stupid master's class or something where like, if you know nothing about Shakespeare, but you can read English, like you're welcome to come along yeah, and just read. Understanding is not required. And we're, you know, and that's, and sometimes that's what will happen. We'll read the play and we'll, you know, someone will say, Hey, I don't really understand what's going there. And uh, we'll sort of talk it out like, Oh, well, you know, what's happening here is that, uh, you know, Juliet is, asking why or do you have to be Romeo Montague you could be any other good looking young boy and it would be fine but because you happen to be the son of my family's mortal enemy it's a big problem and so we'll just go oh, okay and then okay the accessibility of, of Shakespeare is, is an issue I think with a lot yeah. of the current generation so is that something you guys are trying to address to try to bring it a bit more into the well, bit not mainstream but we both feel pretty strongly that like Shakespeare's been been turned into this um, high academic he's the greatest thing that ever happened to the written word and we really like the idea of like no man he was the fucking Spielberg of his day he wrote shit that people liked to pay money to go and like people That's such an interesting observation like right? people who paid people who got very little money would choose to spend their money on this form of entertainment which means it clearly was not for academics it clearly wasn't for just upper class stuff it's very smart there's a lot of like very interest if you're a literate person who's read a lot and like there's a lot of shit in there for you but it's meant to entertain the masses and the reason it's hard to, to like it's not accessible for a lot of people is that well we just don't get the jokes like yeah. there's like someone could make a, a, a Star Trek joke and pretty much everybody would get it and Shakespeare would be doing the same thing but because we no longer have the references as part of our day to day life yeah. we don't realize and they just making a dick joke yes and 99% like, of the time if you don't understand what's going on he's probably making a dick isn't that interesting how uh, even in academia and just in uh, culture you have your broadways and you have your theaters and that's always considered to be like this poo poo uh, you know high highbrow form of entertainment but then you, you you meet a guy like Eric and then he studied Shakespeare you know to the core and he's like yeah it's uh, it's a lot of filthy lowbrow you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, 
uh, penis jokes and, yeah, and sex jokes, jokes and drinking and anal rimming. Yeah, anal really. Yeah, read uh, Taming of the Shrew. Oh my God! There's a, a scene in there where Petruchio and Kate—they're like the—they they sort of hate each other on site, which means you know they're going to end up together, oh, okay. right? That's where that came from. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and sure enough, at some point she's—they're they're having like this this word battle back and forth, and uh, he basically says, you know, like, oh well, if you're a a bee and your stinger, I know where a bee keeps its stinger, so let me put my tongue in your stinger, and he's Holy basically crap. saying like. Yeah, yeah I'll lead you out, <laughs> and, and like, you know, like X-rated. It's kind of you know, but that's also part of the joke, right? That's part of what makes it funny. And sure, people like it, and, but you don't. You never have it thrown at you that way, right? When you, I mean, by those people that teach it in that old stuffy form, you come in and they almost make you wear like a like an ascot <laughs> to to sit in class and. Yeah. Uh, play classical music like oh, no Shakespeare. And the, the, yeah, there's a lot of that. I, I didn't get too much of that in school, to be fair. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I had pretty good teachers, and that most of them didn't take themselves or Shakespeare. Sure, too but that's a university level, right? Where now, if you yeah. are in that class, you sought it. Well, right? the, the problem that I have is that like like I would like people to read Shakespeare, but I no like I, not like I feel people can't have a good, fulfilling life without right. Shakespeare, like. I'm like I like it, and so I like I want to share my interest with other people, mm-hmm. but I don't. It's not one of those like, oh well, you haven't lived until you've <laughs> experienced. Like, come on, right? Like, all right, you've never read Othello. Okay, well, I feel like that's your loss, but okay, like that's it's interesting. Fine. You know, it's almost like we to draw a parallel between our conversation earlier, right? So we had the complex language and the behaviors and interplay between people in the in the mating situation right and like finding mates and marrying or not marrying or hooking up <clears throat> and now with technology we have uh, used it to sort of cut through the red tape right even just speaking to each other right this has produced the uh, uh, the text messaging language emoji almost idiotic level of conversation right and it seems uh, in a way in a much more I think respectable way uh, you guys are trying to do that. You're trying to say, okay, here's Shakespeare, which is consistently shoved in students' faces uh, as this thing to be revered. And, oh, but even when you understand it, you can completely grasp it, right? And you're saying, no, here this podcast, we're going to give you the reading of it, uh, and we're going to approach it by because we know what the actual story is now. Yeah. But we'll stop here and there and say, hey, okay, by the way, here's talking about taking a shit. That's what this is about. Yeah. It sounded really fancy, but the king well, and is back. Another up. thing that we do <laughs> is like a lot of the words that are in Shakespeare's plays don't really mean the same thing to do anymore. But when you read them, you get that kind of knee jerk, like, he said this. Right. Like, oh, he said pee pee. Kind of like, like, we will love those moments just as much as the ones where it's like, no, what's really going on here? Right. right? So it's like, yeah, laugh at the fact that it sounds stupid, but also laugh at what's actually going on. The second, third. Like, like, yeah, like I think, it's fine. I yeah, think the, the, is, the language itself is, is something that, that prevents people from really grasping yeah. it as well. Right. And then the right... Like the, the way it's written, aside right, from the references and whatnot, just, sure. just the... Uh, and yeah. I guess maybe that's how you know like a, a, a cool teacher of Shakespeare because you'll be like okay guys let's let's break this down into what, what what's going on here and the wrong kind of conveyor of that information is like uh, sort of using the code as a, as a way to like haha poo poo and like keeping the, the masses well here's how you know that someone who wants to talk to you about Shakespeare is full of shit okay the moment they tell you they get it 
They're full of shit. Okay. I've studied Shakespeare for years, and the best part about it is there's no possible way that you fucking get it. There's no possible way you sit there and go, it all makes sense. There's bad plays, there's good plays, there's shitty parts of good plays, there's good parts of bad plays, and anybody who's like, I understand all of it, is full of shit. Okay, so that's, uh, there you go. Real talk. Real talk. That's right. Fine hope. <laughs> Richard, have you, uh, have you ever uh, dabbled in the uh, high literature? Yeah, well, I've, I've read a bunch of the Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. And I did some of it in, in school as well. Like you performed it? No, no, no. I, didn't. <laughs> I, I read it. I took some classes on them, but no, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a, what do you call it? Connoisseur, um, Shakespeare, yeah, Shakespeare, file. Shakespeare, file. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I only I just like the shit. Like, yeah. I only remember a single iteration of like it being taught to me and getting my interest, and it was exactly what you just described in terms of um, the right way of doing it. Yeah. It was something like high school, private. I was in the private school at the time, and uh, all the other teachers were these classic private school stuffy borderline insane uh yeah people that were had lived entirely in that environment their whole lives and were completely you know, not aware of the rest of the world outside of the academia academia and then there was this one sort of intruder teacher who was a good 10 15 years younger than all the other professors he wore a leather jacket he wasn't tired yet no. Did he turn his chair backwards? And, no, he didn't and his, turn and his, his chair. And his hat? <laughs> captain, to, to, le- to level with us? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, rip up the book? No, no, he wasn't that Let's kind of guy. Let's rap about this, guys. Let's rap, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if he had had access to that new stuff now, like, you know, you have, uh, what is it, Thug Notes, uh, yeah. which is a great video series with this guy in a, in a hip-hop ebonics. They're great. Great videos. You, and you know what? You they're on point. And to be honest, they're on point. Like, if all you're looking for is, I don't understand what the fuck's going on here, and I just kind of want to understand, like, know what the big themes are and yeah. what's going on, like, you watch that seven minute video about, like, Romeo and Juliet, and I'm like, that's yeah, really great. I wish I'd created it. Like, it was, it's on point. Like, it's this guy, guy is literally wearing a do rag, and he's just like, all right, so the bitch here wants to, like, get this guy's money. <laughs> what's up, my red. Oh, was it? What's what's up, my well-read ballers? That's amazing. Wu Tang Clan teaching Shakespeare, and then you clearly know that the guy's putting it on a little bit because he's actually well, he's, yeah, he's an actor. He's well-read, you yeah. Know? But so this teacher, uh, he was like a young dude, leather jacket, and he used to. He was an English teacher, and he used to teach English using song lyrics. So instead of using like the standard, the cat is in the box, where's the cat type of situation. Uh, he would make us read like he was into psychedelic 70s he'd make us read like genesis lyrics from <laughs> when they were still really oh, weird oh man yeah, like, yeah. The, when when they were still like like completely completely off their not um, like a few years before the breakup before they kind of went their weird yeah before they became like su su studio or whatever like, yeah, yeah land of confusion kind of yeah. right so when they were really full on sideburns neck beards weird <laughs> and the lyrics were just completely insane and he had the courage of bringing this to a high school class and being like all right guys what does erogenous zones i love you mean okay let's figure that out and uh and he was this cool dude um he caught me reading a comic book i remember in class because i was into comic books pretty heavily at that point 
And he took it away and made a show of sort of punishing me by taking away the comic. But afterwards, he's like, this is a good fucking issue, man. Like, he, he was like, <laughs> is, he's like, is this, is this, because I, I don't have this one yet. Is this the one where Night Thrasher, like, this happens to Night Thrasher? I'm like, oh, New Warriors. Like, you read New Warriors, bro? I'm like, that's, that's deep. And of course, in. Uh, you get me. Yeah, well, I wasn't <laughs> like. Yeah, it wasn't like there was no music playing. Like, I like the guy, right? But uh, of course, he had to die. He had but to he die. had to die. He had to as die. As opposed to you know go to a new school. No, like, he had to die because he was you too cool. Him? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm saying the second like he had to it's die to because he was fucking cool, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone else was lame. He had to of course die in the most retarded fucking way possible. Mm, we shit. just came to class one day and um, he was like, uh, "We're sorry, but uh, he's uh, he's he's gone." And we're like, "What the fuck? Where the where the fuck is he gone?" Uh, he, he's passed away. We're like, he was, he was 30. He was like 32 yeah. years old. What the hell? Turns out, I find out like a year later, after uh, I've left the school myself, guy went to uh, Pink Floyd. Like, you know, the massive, insane Pink Floyd? The Pink Floyd experience or whatever <laughs> yeah. it's called? with yeah. like the 40-story stage. Like, remember that absolutely yeah. insane tour hmm. where it was the, the, it was like a technological marvel yeah. Uh, of of live shows and they played the wall and they played all of their hits. He went to that show. He got hammered, apparently, and then he strolled onto uh, uh, train tracks. Whoa! And he got smoked. Yeah, imagine Whoa. that shit. That is that's yeah, man. Like that's I haven't, crazy. I haven't, I haven't do it. I wow. haven't talked about this guy in I don't know how long. I just I even forgot that I knew that, remembered this. Does yeah. that make sense? I forgot the, there. Yeah, those, yeah. Those, types of, those types of teachers are the reason that like and again I don't think everyone should be a Shakespeare convert. Like I don't believe sure. that. Just but like I that think that's the kids. reason why everyone grows up with the notion that it isn't for them, right? Like yes, it can be difficult. Yes, the first time you read it, it seems fucked up. But the fact that a lot of high school teachers are not kind of prepared to teach it in a way to make it accessible, to extract, like, what can a 16-year-old get out of this, Hmm. is why most people get out of high school and go, all right, I'm happy. I never have to look into that again. Right. As opposed to going, hey, wait, I don't know, man, that Othello play was kind of interesting. Like... Well, the the absolute ball is And it's not the... And I almost want to say it's not the teacher's fault. It's like the the way we sort of... uh, train our teachers they just don't have the tools to do it they don't really understand it themselves and so if you've got a 28 year old fresh out of university teacher trying to teach i don't know two gentlemen of verona to someone and they just read the play the first time that summer and they have no idea what the hell shakespeare is is like yeah "Yeah, you're gonna get a shit experience because they have no idea right or they're they teaching. They don't know the subject matter, and they don't necessarily know no. how to teach at that point. Well, and there's a difference that. between being able to read it and understanding it in a way that you can explain it to someone else, so they can also get that understanding. Like, yeah. And that assumes some kind of uh, emotional intelligence to be able to put yeah. themselves back in the shoes of when they were 16 years old. To, yeah, you know. Well, also make they make weird choices of the plays they're going to teach. Like, who teaches King Lear for 16 year olds? Or like 16. 16- King Lear starts to make sense when you're 40. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, you could just pick one of the easy ones where there's right. a war and there's jealousy yeah. and people dying. Like, can we just do that? But, so I mean, what's your, your best entry-level Shakespeare man. play? Or like the gateway a couple. Drug. Yeah. The gateway drug. Yeah. Oh, man, that is a tough question. Um, I'd be partial to something like A Merchant of Venice. 
Yeah, that's I what think, he taught. That's what my guy taught. I think yeah, I, I think it's a one. I think it's a tricky one. But I, I, if you want a kind of easy, there's no super extra subtext. Uh, it involves girls and boys and dating, and maybe people will get it. I'd probably go with something like Twelfth Night because it's relatively right. lighthearted. Uh-huh. It doesn't involve having to understand like what does growing old feel like. Like you don't have to deal <laughs> with any of that stuff. You're just like okay, girl watches up on shore somewhere. She's not married. So at that time, if you're not married and you have no father or older brother around, you're basically like the hawks are going to swoop down on you. So she dresses as a boy and gets herself a job working for some duke um, to kind of figure out what the hell she's going to do. And of course, while that happens, she becomes the duke's messenger, but falls in love with the duke. And then there's this widow and she falls in love with her dressed as a boy. And it becomes like, oh, you know, hijinks ensue. And of course, because it's got to be the logic of Shakespeare, her brother didn't die, and he's her identical twin, but he's got a penis, so it's all going to work out in the end because the old widow's going to end up with him, and she's going to be able to end up with the. Wow. Uh, it sounds the, like a Tinder story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a Tinder story. But it's pretty funny. There's got a whole bunch of bits about cross dressing. I feel like 16 year olds will laugh at the idea. Wasn't well, there a movie made like that? Twelfth Night? Yeah, no, it's like a current movie. <laughs> well, like, the, uh, the other, the like other Shakespeare the, plays get plundered pretty regularly in cinema, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, but no, there was, there was one that was just like that. Like that was the, the plot? Yeah, I wish I could remember are you, the no, name You're not was. thinking of Shakespeare and Marvel, are you? No, 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 definitely not. No, okay. this was some kind of like teen movie okay. where it was like uh, identical twin of, of some football player who decides that she wants to dress like a boy. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like it could be Twelfth Night, but I, I don't Well, I remember being, movie. I mean, not that I knew Shakespeare very well as a younger guy, but I remember when they started making these, like, uh, modern iterations of it, like Clueless yeah. and all that. I remember being like, man, this is just another example of what they're doing with the literature. <coughs> and, and I think you were one of the first people, Eric, that, excuse me, Gene, uh, yeah. that was like, actually, you know, that story is uh, fucking Clueless, yeah. teenage hijinks. And what they did, in fact, accidentally... Uh, by exploiting it is bringing back to its essential components, which was yeah. girl, boy, hijinks. It's easy to hate on some of these on some of these adaptations, and many of them probably do deserve a fair amount of hate. But it's like it's a difficult challenge to translate this, drop the language, and translate it, and in a way that it still works, so you don't feel like you're getting a cheap version of it, like yeah. you're just getting like. And I, I personally am fine. And my ultimate argument is always Shakespeare can take it. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone makes a really bad version of one of his plays, like, okay, well, Shakespeare can take it. He doesn't mind if you make a really horrible teen movie version. He's not going to run up on you haven't just You haven't doomed people forever to no longer have access to Shakespeare. Right. Right. You're like, all right, you just made a bad Shakespeare movie. Like, all right, moving on. Right. Like I mean, th- this argument also is ongoing in like cinema too, right? Where people are starting to fuck with classics, yeah. right? And trying to remake uh, Stanley Kubrick films and things like that. That's, I think, maybe a bit harder well, to, it to took, swallow. But you know, like it took up until about the 70s for the study of Shakespeare on film to be considered a legitimate thing to study. Okay. Like, can you imagine? Like, we have film for Shakespeare is like one of the first subjects filmed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like 60 years later, it's taken that long for someone to be like, wait a second, Shakespeare on film can still be Shakespeare. Right. And like, but that, that kind of snobbery with Shakespeare, like, filters down into everything Shakespeare, where everyone's like, well, you know, 
It's not like the play. And I'm like, you know what the play is? There's no original of Shakespeare's works. So it's a bunch of actors and publishers who got together and said, well, I'm pretty sure this is what happens in this scene. And they wrote it out and they sold it for money, not for posterity, but to make a fucking buck. And then someone came later, like 15 years later, and went, wait, they got it wrong and created another thing. And then we have these two versions. And every version of Shakespeare you've ever read is someone trying to figure out which of the two versions is best. And how do you stick them together into one right. text? So anybody who's like, oh, it's not like the original. Like, the original is 400 years of editing. Jeez, so who knows, right? Yeah, which isn't to say that, oh, let's do the anonymous thing where there was no Shakespeare. It's just like, you should probably tread lightly if you want to be able to point to the text and go, this isn't what he says. So that, like, that, this comes back to your statement about you know, spotting a phony who will say, I, I get Shakespeare because, like, what, what is it that you get? No, it's because they like the trip of being able to lord it over people. Mm-hmm. They say, like, I understand this and none of you simple-minded fools do. And it's like, yeah, Shakespeare would have been pissed. That's my feeling. He would have been pissed. <laughs> to hear people say that, he'd have been like, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. people were paying fucking cold, hard cash to come and watch my fucking plays. Yeah. And yeah. no one's coming to see you lecture on my fucking plays, so shut the fuck up. Shut yeah, fuck it wasn't like, about excluding people. It was about yeah. including people. That's why there's bits the with a dog and dick jokes. And then there are also, like, high moments of poetry where they're appealing to these, like, classical myths. And you're like, all right. Like, yeah. I just it's high and low. So so would you be able to explain that uh, same play in Ebonics now? <laughs> I probably I don't think I don't th- I, I don't think I know Ebonics well enough to do it. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, fair we enough. Get, fair we enough. get flamed. We get flamed. Yeah, that's true. By by people for. My name is Jean, but I'm not Haitian. I can't. I can't. You pull do it have off. a Haitian sounding name. Yeah. I was going to say. I can't, I, can't, yeah. I can't pull it off. So right. uh, fair enough. But I do like the 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 fuck version of the play. That's like kind of normally how I do. There's it. a fuck version. Yeah, like every time I'm like, so the fucking this guy, you know, so the problem is fucking Hamlet. He's off to fucking school. And like this right. is like you know, that's the fuck version. Of the play. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Like, it's, it's it's yeah. At first, it's been done. Yeah, well, the, he does this. The thugonomics guy, right? He's, he kind of brings a little bit of that, the, the bad, uh, that edge, doesn't he? He does Sorry? the fuck version. He does the thug notes guy? No, well, that's kind of the spirit of it. But even when I'm talking about it and we're doing the podcast yeah, or something like that, yeah. like. I'll just I'll bring it down to something really ridiculous and just like because like yeah it's the same th- like I always have I have this weird fantasy of recreating uh, the Henry the Sixth plays which are pretty bad but to substitute the Lancasters and the Yorks like the two warring families with like hockey teams <laughs> and just see whether that whether I could make that shit work right that's amazing like I play for Team Lancaster and Team York and then someone at some point gets traded and they trade jerseys this would do and, very well in Canada but well the part of the reason that I thought about that is one of the problems people have with Shakespeare plays especially the historical ones is they don't know the history behind it so someone who's it's like if I if I were to um, if I if I were to do a Watergate play within ten years of it happening, I wouldn't need to explain the references, right? Right. And that's kind of what's happening with some of the Shakespeare history plays is that the people living at that time they know the history. They don't need to be told about what happened seven years ago. They know. Sure. But so, but when you're reading it, you're like, I have no fucking idea who's the Duke of Gloucester. Like, whose team is he on, right? And you're constantly doing this when you're reading the play. But if you can actually put them in fucking hockey jerseys and go like, he's on the white team, he's on the red team. I would watch that. It's in that incredibly heartbeat. clear. You yeah. know who's te- on whose team. You're like, you've eliminated one of the big. He's players. on his fucking team, and he's on his fucking team. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, that motherfucker just changed jerseys. <laughs> <laughs>